For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. You've tuned in, now you're going to get turned on to The Geek Show. I'm Quentin Flynn. People know me as Axel, who says, got it memorized, you should. The Geek Show, it rocks. Welcome to the first episode of season 11, Crikey O'Reilly, yes. of uh, The Geek Show. Yay, celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, that was I didn't expect no one to just like, go silent there. Yeah. I'm there dead inside. <laughs> um, yeah, Tucky, no our words. Somebody else take over, I forgot words. <laughs> okay, um... <laughs> We're doing a special sunny condition since it was just a couple of weeks ago. We had a great time, and we even got a tucky with us today. Hello. Hello. Yes. <laughs> that was a weirdly voiced tucky, everyone. <laughs> of course, you've got me, Ben, the beautiful, the magnificent. I love how you touch your chest as if they can see. Uh, it's important. <laughs> Do you, they might not be able to see it, but they can feel it. What, your chest? Yes. Stroke the chest oh. through your sound wave. <laughs> Move away from that. Here we also have a Ryan. Hello. A Rob. Hello. And a Rob. Hello. Yes. We, uh, we've got news. We've got some news before we got lots and lots yes, of interviews yes. and stuff to talk about. In the news this week, beginning with Japan versus America, and I am not talking about the Women's World Cup, uh, giant robots. The Americans built themselves a giant robot and... Uh, issued a challenge to uh, Sudaboshi Heavy Industries in Japan, who built uh, their own robot uh, a while ago. Uh, I've forgotten the name of the Japanese robot. But uh, they've said, right, it's time for a throwdown. We've got a big robot. You've got a big robot. So the Japanese have issued their response. They've accepted the challenge, but they want a bit of melee combat in there. And they've said that uh, the Americans, you know... They were, they expected something a bit cooler from the Americans. All they've done is built something big and stuck a couple of guns on. Guns on typical Americans. It's Robot Wars. Yeah. yeah. Are you calling, are you, no, 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 no. Are you calling them the robots that were on Robot Wars robots? Nah. Would you like a remote control cow with like a That's massive gun on it? Are. That's what these are, though, are they? 
I'm Japan done like a proper robot. Oh, well, they both have done proper proper robots. No, I mean like a robot like you'd think Japan would do, like a, a giant mechy type thing. Yeah, like lasers well, for well, eyes and stuff. They've yeah. basically both done the mech type thing. Um, oh, well, I'd say the Japan's done mech. They've got a four-legged mech with um, dual mini guns. Um, that fire BB pellets. The, the um, Americans have basically got tank treads with an elevated cockpit. That's Robot Wars, that is. Yeah, that's yeah. Robot Wars, not... Uh, that, no, no, it. that's not Robot Wars. That's Scrappy Challenge. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's actually what made me think of when I saw it. I was like, that looks like something they're making Scrappy I Challenge. I like Scrappy Challenge. Oh, I do too, but I don't expect to take on... That'd be an a, interesting introduction back to the show. Make a giant <laughs> death bot. <laughs> Things you find in this. The... Yeah. Um, Japanese one is made to stop riots. Yes. And it yeah. looks like it can take a tank shell. Uh, the American one has a mesh cockpit. Fancy. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> They've got an exposed pilot because <laughs> they want to look flashy in the... That just sounds the wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> the pilot's distracting the enemy by exposing. So, um, oh, Rob. <laughs> No, they're just going to be shot straight off. You try being hit with two mini guns shooting BBs at you and try to pilot your mech at the same time. All the time, it's got a... I can do that. It's yeah, the really yeah. annoying Unreal Tournament sort of way of control and just whacking the sticks back left and right so yeah. they can never hit him. That, that's all the thing. Stupid It American. is a lot faster. It has the ability to strafe. Uh, the American one just is just a giant cannon on a... Cockpit. I've, I've just like got this. the. I've just got this thing. Uh, I think the Americans have probably just wired in a steel battalion controller to make it look cool. <laughs> oh no, it's probably easier oh. to control than that. Yeah, true. <laughs> I think the British are missing out. The British would build a giant version of Sir Lancelot off Robot Wars and just get in with that. <laughs> yeah, now kids to kill a lot, to kill a lot, or Matilda with a chainsaw tail. Yeah, a giant version of that be terrifying. Are we sh- <laughs> saying we should make like the smiles one like a? Um, aiming red cool monocle. Yeah. Um, monocle. Uh, a top hat cannon. Uh, a tea cannon. Just fire tea all over them. I can see it. No, no, no. A tea cannon where it just can. f- uh, where it just fires miniature robotic versions of Mister T. <laughs> the tea cannon. That's not English. <laughs> That's not English at all. As he launches, he just goes. I pity the fool. <sighs> I pity our substandard grammar. You'd say like if he was English. <laughs> Except we'd have special systems in ours so we can send them a um, harshly worded email. <laughs> a response like, from the local MP. <laughs> we Dear that sir or madam, I do disagree with your current actions. We jam their tank tracks with cucumber sandwiches. It need a top hat, obviously. Oh, yeah. Everything's yeah. better with top hats. Like I said, top hand cannon. And Boom! the ultimate attack yeah. is just a giant hardback edition of Jane Eyre. <laughs> Crumpet shield. <laughs> Crumpets are over. What are we talking about again? <laughs> they just kind of went astray like, quite a while back. <laughs> I think the Americans have just done the American thing of going, yeah, we're America, we can win, we've got a giant gun on it. We, like, nothing can stop us. Like, no, you, you've made a piece of scrap and you're now putting it against a war machine. This thing's probably... If they put AI in the Japanese well, it's a one... Bit, it's a bit of a stretch to call the Japanese one a war machine at the moment. Really? It can fire live rounds from those miniguns. Yes, I know. That's two miniguns. 
I'm talking about the uh, the the so-called armor plating isn't that good. I think it can withstand the paintballs that are being shot. Oh, by good, the yes, Americans. it can withstand the paintballs. It just won't withstand, you know, something a bit more substantial like a baseball bat. They showed it getting shot with a gun, and it was fine. The two should team up to fight. It ISIS. should have. It should have a gun <laughs> which fires baseball bats. <laughs> are we back to the Mr. T cannon again? <laughs> no. Next news story. Yes, I've got um, like a respite from the weird. <laughs> There's never a respite from the weird on this show. You know that. Anyway, uh, moving on. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap has got a new design that makes it unpoppable, which means all of us are going to be like stupidly stressed whenever packages come. So, uh, what what is the point in this item? Takes the fun out of everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like that's like I've made this thing that just is about. I've made a cheesecake, but I've kept the cheese out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it. It is taking the fun out of bubble wrap, isn't it? It's like if you got a cheese toasty that didn't have cheese in it, yeah. Because you just like, got the toast. It's technically it, nourishment. It does the job, but not as but the way you want it to. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, I mean, mm. uh, I mean, it is. It is exactly what you guys have described. It's there's no fun in it if you can't pop it. You know, people are going to be are going to be uh, trying really hard to pop this now. They've thrown down the gauntlet. Well, they'll, they'll, just get, they'll just get tired of it and go to form peanuts. <laughs> well, and strangely enough, though, the um, sales it's not good bar food, of the stocks bar food, by the way. for um, <laughs> poppable um, bubble wrap has gone up, so it yeah. might have just been a ploy. Yeah. Well, apparently they're still making the poppable version of bubble wrap as well, so... Yeah. so, uh, so I like cork and new cork. I, I don't get why... No, no, clear cork. Why would someone tab. put time and effort into this, like... I'm going to take the fun out of an item. Why? What? Sounds this... like a, a plan from a, an evil genius. So it's, like it's something that has no value whatsoever. It doesn't do the job any better than old bubble wrap. Sounds like when your uh, parents it, it, arrive at your birthday party. It's like bubble wrap that works, but what's the point <laughs> in that? There's no fun in that. The fun exactly. immediately leaves the building. <laughs> anyway, yes, um, moving on, uh, final news story. There have been some interesting words added to the English language. Do you want to know what they are? Well, they're already yeah. in the English language. They've no, no, no. They've the been dictionary. added to the. Uh, they've officially become part of the English language by being added to the Oxford English Dictionary. The words are twerking, hmm. meh. I use that a lot. <laughs> yeah, Twitterati, which I don't think any of us have used. Uh, no, Ryan. Don't know that one. All oh, right, okay. Is this? I don't know what that Webisode. is. Webisode. Well, that's yeah, just the com- uh, Voluntu- word. Uh, volunteerism. What? Volunteerism. You, you travel the country being a volunteer. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting something because all of these words are just mashes of two separate words. So I want glens to be in the English dictionary. <laughs> is that your glens? You know, there's glamping. Yeah. And what do you use when you go glamping? You don't use a tent. He's a glamorous tent, which is a glent. See, I was and watching glent to be a thing. I was watching I Robot anyway. Chicken, Care. and for me, glent now means chocolate money. <laughs> no, no, it's a glamorous tent. Um, and the last one, and this is just—I don't know how this is now a word in the English language for shizzle. Manizzle. <laughs> <laughs> That's like very Prop- <laughs> <sighs> props to Snoop. It's two words. <laughs> It's like the whitest hip-hop phrase in the world as well. I know. It's the sort of thing you'd say, Rob. 
Say the football <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> the puffo shizzle, but my nizzle ain't there. Well, nizzle is referring to a person. It's a, it's a nickname. You don't have nicknames in. Yeah, well, if you dictionary. go for shizzle, my person. What about if you're frying sausages? Could you have sizzle? The English version for shizzle, my sizzle. The English, the white, the white version person. No, the white version. Oh, words. The white version is for real, my friend. For real, my friend. Now, I, I think <laughs> since it's now in the dictionary, um, this is now the white version of it. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I, I, I think we managed to ruin that word a while ago. I've just, I've just got this uh, mental image of, pe- of, of like stuffy old English professors deciding what words should be in the English dictionary. I love how mares in there, though. <laughs> they just like, pick yeah. the most disappointing Mare. words you know, of so, that generation. So, I, so like what is this twerking? Define twerking. I, like, what, is, what, 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 is, what sort of action is it? And then you've got some old guy just trying to <laughs> present I like the twerking idea that was the first one they put in. So when they were recommending the rest, they're like, should we add twerking for shizzle? <laughs> <laughs> is it a verb or a noun? <laughs> and they don't know what it is, so they've got the old crusty professor types doing it in front of the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and popping the hip out. Yes. <laughs> I want to see this. <laughs> for shizzle. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's not a surprise, though. I mean, old man they, Logan well, in his adamantium hip replacement. Like... <laughs> People are like, oh, our generation stuff. But these are just words that exist now. Twerking is a thing. It has a word. We use it. So it needs to be in the dictionary. Cheers, Marley. <laughs> has been a thing for ages. It's just like, a noise. It's not even a, a word, though. Well, it's become a word through usage. And use it in Scrabble now, so... Exactly. So <laughs> I, I finally got used to that H that I can never get rid of. <laughs> it's probably going to ruin the game altogether. <laughs> oh, and everyone knows that fushizzle is a really necessary part of the English language. I mean, not a day goes by when I don't use that word. Fushizzle. Fushizzle. Oh, God, stop saying fushizzle. <laughs> True debt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Um, we're going to take a break there. And when was that we'll on come the news? Back. Yeah, that was on the news. That was quick. Yeah, I told you. It was quick. So, so we take a quick break there. to get... Two afterwards, so we'll see you in a second. Hmm. For Shizzle. I'm Dylan Horrocks, a cartoonist from New Zealand, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Welcome back to The Geek Show, thegeekshow.co.uk. We are now going to be talking a bit about SunnyCon, because we were all there, all having a brilliant time, except for Tucky, who was having a mental (laughs) breakdown. (laughs) I can't afford the therapy that's going to happen. But the rest of us had a good time. Yeah, melted. It was sunny. (laughs) Yeah, it's I was actually quite surprised how sunny it was at SunnyCon. Like, p- particularly after the Friday that was one of the <laughs> most wet, windy days I'd seen in a while. It is kind mm-hmm. of a tradition. Every second year of SunnyCon, uh, sorry, uh, every even yeah. year at SunnyCon, uh-huh. you always end up with tides turning into kites. That's some kind that was of weird SunnyCon, SunnyCon 2 SunnyCon that two. happened. Yeah. With people's tents. This year it happened with the market. I know there was, there was no tents. It was indoors. But yeah, they the, had the doors open and just God just decided to fart in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I um, remember that year because 
Destiny Blue asked me to go find her a blanket because she was actually turning blue. Oh yeah, we did. It's um, we had I think I forked out nearly two hundred quid for little mini heaters from um, I think from Morrison's and we just handing out little mini heaters and I was like, there you go, you can take them home if you want. Uh, it was awful. <laughs> uh, we lost lost loads of people at sea. The wind just blew them up. <laughs> Told you there was a lot of dumb cosplayers thinking, "Oh, we'll go into the ocean." Oh, no, we, 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 we still got the blame for that. It's like, "Oh, I was, I was wearing nothing but skin." It's like, "Well, there's a weather forecast." Yeah, but, yeah. but, but it's our fault because we couldn't control nature. To be honest, we've actually tried, worked a little. I've got the image of like the whole committee just doing a rain. Dance. Oh no! I did. <laughs> Tied my daughter to a stick and burnt her alive to, as a sacrifice to the Lord of Light. Why didn't you just ask me? Apparently, when I dance, it stops raining. I create droughts. I have like the anti-rain ghosts, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have like the anti-rain dance. Maybe you, the connected ghosts and rain the connected. Possibly, and you scare them both off. Anyway, enough of the previous <laughs> years. Let's talk about this current years. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, let's start off with uh, the obvious thing that people are going to be discussing, which was the, the elephant in the room. Yeah. yeah, the elephant in the room. Let's get that out of the way. Was the voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, was it Sean had, uh, what was it? What, what? Um, I, I can't really go into detail, but, yeah, it was, but he uh, was ill. Yeah, he was uh, lay low. Yeah. Um, quite a while. He, he seemed quite apologetic about it. He, yeah. he was. And we, we had like a three hour discussion beforehand. Well, Donna had a three hour discussion beforehand with him on uh, Facebook. And he was going on about, oh, you English people, you speak weird. And it's like, well, he's, he's a clip of a Geordie. He's like, oh, so he's a more Scottish. And it's like, well, you can't really say that. You'll upset people. And he says, oh, I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he, he was, he was, he was fun, fun to talk to, at least online and that. And, um, he, you know, he, he apologised to his fans and he 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 cancelled in advance. So yeah. Pe- yeah. people people kind of kind of knew, but yeah. uh, it's a, it's like something we can't we can't really we don't know when the guests are going to get ill. So yeah, do you think there's a possibility to get him back another oh, year? There's, or? there's a there's a possibility, but um, at the moment our options, I think we've got like guests planned for the next two to three years anyway. Oh, cool. yeah. It's um, we, we always have like this list and the priority. And I mean, we always ask the fans, but we want we're wanting to move more into actual Japanese voices, okay. which yeah. I am happy about. Which, uh, it's, yeah, Wakamoto like, Norio, my uh, you want to get Wakamoto Norio. He has he's, he's, an el- he's an elderly voice. guy, you know. He's in his seventies. Yeah, but he's still just amazing. He has the most amazing voice. Put him on a plane. <laughs> As I say, if you get put him in that mech, then put him on a plane. If you get the Gintaki guy, he'll end up pumping his leg all, we- all weekend. So that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> well, you'd have to fight <laughs> off every uh, every other person who wants to hump his leg all weekend. Yeah. Security's going to be put up next year. <laughs> no, security will probably want to hump his leg all weekend. But there's a lot of excitement about that. So nobody will be able to get near him because security's busy humping his leg. Oh, the possibility of that—that's that's very exciting, isn't it? You know, uh, Japanese voice actors. It's not really been yeah, done in yeah, this country at all. Like, even if you go to like the big expos, like MCM and such. They're still getting in American voice actors and stuff. Right. Right. It's, a, it's a safe card, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, thing is, I, I don't. Uh, I don't really see it as the safeguard, especially with what happened with Todd. Yeah. Um, well, that's a thing. It's just, I mean, for the bigger events, they'll, they'll turn up. But it's, the, the situation with Todd was we had the Thursday, he was due to fly out. Um, we got, I mean, this, this whole conversation was going between us and his agent. We never really once spoke to Todd directly. So 
don't know what that was all about. But anyway, it's um, on the first day we were supposed to fly out, we found that he'd booked a gig in America. And so we were given the option of, OK, can we fly him out like after this gig on the first day that he was supposed to fly out? So he'd missed the VIP day. And us going like, oh, well, you know, we, we've made this promise to people, especially to the people who've paid the most money for tickets. Yeah. That, you know, VIP day, we're going to make it very, like, get get in there first, see the guests, get the guest signatures, witness guest panels before, before like, the crowds come in. And um, then yeah, it was like... Common riffraff, common ruin. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then, we've got, then we've got this situation. I was like, oh, well, at least we've got Sean. And then the next day it's like, oh, well, Sean's cancelled. And it's like, oh... <laughs> so, uh, so that 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 was that was the beginning of the stress, which uh, which led on to us getting an email through saying, "Oh, Todd's had to re like rebook his flight for the day after, for the for the Friday, so he'd be flying out on the Friday, and he might be able to make the Saturday panel, which we had like because we put him on at the end on the Saturday, and we're like, well, this isn't um, this isn't really ideal for us." Because mm. we, we were paying X amount fee, and now he's he's went from doing three days to doing two days to doing one and a half days. But uh, every ta- every like correspondence we got, it was like, oh, he's going, he'll make up for it. He'll bring donuts. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, for us sitting there, we're, we're like stuff the donuts. We, you know, our fans wanted to see him, and that, that's our priority among our own personal feelings. We've always got to do what our attendees really want, and they wanted to see Todd. So. I came to it, and um, I remember on the Saturday morning, I was checking my emails to make sure that he'd actually got on his flight, and all I got was, uh, unfortunately, Todd's encountered a fee, has to pay $1,000 at the airport, and since it's not in your budget, because, I mean, we've we've wasted so much on, like, flights and hotels, which haven't been used. I mean, about a sixth of our budget has went on that, and, yeah. you know, we're not seeing that money again. And it's, it's slightly peeving, but got to take it and go on. But, um, it's like, say, a $1,000 fee... Can't, he, he can't he can't pay it we can't pay it so we're at a position where todd's had to cancel and <laughs> tell, telling people that on the on the saturday and that and it's and there was so much going on around us and it, it, it broke the team down it really did and we, we were empty shells of people walking around luckily nobody noticed <laughs> so <laughs> except the more observant among us yeah it's i mean i'm getting stopped as like you're okay and every time i'm saying that <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm just, and that's, uh, I couldn't. And I mean, myself, I, I suffered from like heart conditions, like mild heart conditions. And under the stress, I was I was like two seconds away from a heart attack. So I was put out of action like all through most of Saturday. Uh, one of the first things I did when I saw you on the Friday was I gave you a hug. Yeah, because I was like, that guy needs a hug. I'm gonna give him a hug. No, I remember because you started helping to set up the chairs, and I found that cockroach like stuck in the side <laughs> of the table. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, this is just gonna be one of them weekends, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was not every time you come as press to an event and you set up the tables and the marquees and stuff. You uh, said. Uh, that was some fun. That's seventy five percent of our our jobs were like actually like keeping them marquees grounded. Yeah, because the the weather did not like us. Well, the wind didn't like us. The sun was okay. Wasn't too bad on the Saturday though. No, it wasn't. That yeah, was good. But, I mean, we we had set up on the Thursday and it was absolutely pouring down, and we're like, no, nah, this has got to be a terrible yeah. weekend. I guess yeah, you did get though. It's a good selection there. Yeah, pretty I good mean, selection. Uh, uh, Uncle Kage. Uncle Kage was kind of he. Uh, he he was he was the charisma of the whole thing. He he was. he was the heartbeat of it. He was fantastic. Our interview was he, so he fun. He came out of nowhere. Like 
I'd never heard of him before this. Even when I read like who, about who he was, I was like, I, I'm I'm not into the whole furry crowd. I'm, but the guy was just amazing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. really charming. He was just like he was. I'm like just guessing, but I, he was better than any other guest you could ever have because he was so nice. Well, that was, and so that was much a surprise fun. for us as well as the committee because it, it was Ed who uh, suggested him, and we were all like, "Well, we want to try and make it more broader. I mean, we want to still be an anime convention. We don't want to meld into one of these Comic Con yeah, type yeah. events that you see everywhere now." So he's like, "Oh, why don't we like try and attract furries?" Yeah, I mean, that sounds a bit suspect, but it, <laughs> just put Kargia there on the plate and uh, watch the fairies come. Sorry, I just got a mental image of you standing outside the car in like a bear suit saying, <laughs> well, we, we're going to come to my con. Well, it's, 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 it's one of the, the furry fandom's one of these things that's grown in the United Kingdom, and um, I mean, you know, why not, why not have a part of SunnyCon? And uh, Kage, mm. we, from what we understood, he was—he's um, he's a great chemist of sorts. Yeah. And uh, look, uh, he's like you know—he he is the chairman of uh, Amphrocon, so he, he knows a thing or two about like handling conventions when <laughs> when things go wrong. <laughs> I was surprised uh, when we when we interviewed him uh, to find out that he's uh, a good friend of Mercedes Lackey, um, who I know the author from the books that she's written. So yeah. I was a bit surprised he's, by that. Oh, he knows everyone. I mean, um, I mean, after the convention, there we've we've got a contact because he he wants to help us out, and basically with the the actual kafal that we had on with um, Sunderland Council, we've uh, we want to make a plan to go to Newcastle and say Newcastle, this is what Sunderland did wrong. This is what you should do right, or oh, we're leaving already. And it's Cargill's um, got a thing with uh, the city of Pittsburgh, and he emailed them, and now the city of Pittsburgh is helping us. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> so we've got a whole US city behind us helping us with the promotions and with what, whatever we need. Oh, fantastic. They've got, they've got Amphrocons, like, um, I don't know, it's, a, it's like a history sheet of how much Amphrocons brought into the city. Yeah. And yeah. it's like $40.1 million. Wow. Yeah. The thing is, um, cons are big business these oh, days. Yeah. Especially, um, and MCM, are uh, it, it's, it's the Comic Con idea. It's something for everybody. Yeah, but the specific ones—they're the ones which. The problem yeah. is, I think MCM is uh, spreading itself a bit too thin. It's a special thing when it happens like once a year, but when you start having it's it free, happen, isn't it? F- London, happen Manchester, full. Glasgow, Birmingham, Birmingham. When it starts happening, when it starts happening four or five times a year, it stops being that special thing and just becomes kind of yeah. Well, it is. It, it, it dilutes the experience. I yeah. mean, for SunnyCon, we have people who actually save up and have a separate budget put to the side. Yeah. To come to SunnyCon, and we always hear from the dealers like, "Oh, it's best year yet." Well, it's like Ame. Ame continues to be a special date within kind of the convention yeah, calendar. Be, uh, you know, uh, Kitta as well. It continues to be a special day. Because keep, the... keep alternating, and yeah. that's once every two years for them. I mean, exactly. one, once a year for us. And I mean, we have a mini event, but we don't really make much of the mini events. Yeah. That, that's just like a, something there in case, like you know, oh, postcon blows. It's like, oh well, we have a mini event just to tide you over. Just, exactly. Just to keep, just to keep the, uh, the going through your veins a little. Mm, that's more sensible. Yeah. Um, should we have an interview then? We yes. talked about Uncle Kage, so that seems like a good place to start. You want to start with Uncle Kage? Yeah. Ah. He's a charming son of a yeah, guy. We sort of segued into it. Yeah, yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> link there. Okay, um, we'll be back in a few minutes. Hello and welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm here with Uncle Kage. 
Um, well known for his um, work on Africon, and basically known as the spokesperson for furry conventions across the world. I don't know about that. They've called me the face of furry fandom, and if that's the case, they need to get another one, because I'm getting this one all wrinkled. <laughs> yeah, not much beard going either. It's not really that furry for uh, the face of furries. Oh, I shave frequently every hour. <laughs> um, so tell us what sort of got you into furries. That's an interesting question, and I think I speak for everyone in the fandom when I say it's not something you get into. It's something you start out with. I, I have long believed that it's, uh, it, it goes back to not only our earliest personal memories, maybe even a racial memory. As human beings, as people, we're always fascinated by animals. Some of us have a what we consider a, almost a kinship with them, and others just think it would be really cool if they could walk and talk the way that we do. People do not become furry. People discover there is a name for it. And prior to the late 1980s, there wasn't. There were people who, you know, young professionals like myself, would slip home from the laboratory early just to watch the cartoons on television. Yeah. And we all thought, this is very strange. No one else does this. Then the internet came along and we began to realize there's not just a few. There's an entire world of people out there who still think that the talking animals are the neatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You've done a lot of work sort of over the acceptance of furries, because it's still, even though so many people uh, like furries, there's still a lot of backlash and miscommunication. The problem is, furries, I guess you'd say we are our own worst enemy. <laughs> uh, when the furry fandom was just getting off the ground. Remember, we're the new kids on the block. Yeah. We're the newcomers. The new folk are always going to be the ones viewed with suspicion. Yeah. Because what is this thing that is showing up here? Uh, the folks who started the first furry convention did not really have much of a, a head for public decorum, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, and, well, they, they gave us something of a bad reputation which is not only quite unfair, uh, but it's stuck. First impressions are lasting impressions. Yeah. I can point as evidence to the fact that uh, Anthrocon, when it was founded, very deliberately set about to say, look, we don't want shenanigans going on. We want people to come here and be comfortable. Yeah. We don't want people to think that furries are off. And we have some of the most draconian rules of any fan convention <laughs> out there. And I can point to the fact that the original convention, which didn't have these rules, fizzled out and died years ago, and yeah. becomes the largest in the world. So I think that is what furries want. Fair enough. It, it seems strange that more restrictions made for the better con. You think more open it is the better, but yeah, it kind of makes sense. Furries want to be comfortable in an atmosphere where it's fun. Yeah. And they, they don't have to have a stigma attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's something everyone likes about cons. Like, I come here and I don't have to worry about being a bit geeky because everyone's a bit geeky. Here. Precisely, and particularly when furries can feel a bit alienated because it's something a bit more out there than just geek. Um, it's nice to be acknowledged for and be treated normal, like because you are, but just the world doesn't quite see it that way yet. In this area, in the confines of these walls, we create the normal. Yeah. 
So you are correct. We have made ourselves this little world that we can exist in for a weekend. Yeah. And that's the that's the allure, that's the draw. Yeah. Um Tom Nogon, what are the major differences between a con like SunnyCon and a, a furry Pacific one? In many ways, they are similar, even identical. We have people with an interest in something that the, the bulk of the world might consider to be out there, yeah. as you say, all coming together to, to celebrate that, to enjoy reveling in what they, they like. There is a primary difference between furry fandom and anime fandom, and in fact, all of the other fandoms out there. And here, at no time do I want someone to say that I am putting somebody down. I mean nothing pejorative when I say that this is a fandom of consumers. The Star Trek fans are consumers. These are people who latch on to something that's created by someone else. Yeah. It's the product of a studio, the product of an artist, the product of a writer. And they reach out and they say, yes, I like this. Furries create our own fandom. We are creators, not consumers. Yeah. And I can evidence that if you look out here, there'll be 15 autotoes and 70 Sasuke's running around. You will not see that at a furry convention. Every single character, every single persona, every single person's dream is different. It's yeah. very personal. So, um, yeah, there is a, something about a personal persona, I believe they're called. Well, I don't want to get things wrong, but um, it is about the expression of yourself, isn't it? It is indeed. The, the idealized self, whether it's the physically idealized self, the emotionally idealized self, the psychologically idealized self, we can get into this. But it is the Walter Mitty syndrome. Let's face it, the world we live in is somewhat of a dreary place. You know, go into work at 8 o'clock, come home at 5, have supper, go to bed, do it again the next day. You know, okay, let's add some fun to it. Let's say we've also got a tail. <laughs> you know? then, okay, think of the challenges that would involve. You know, can you imagine trying to put on a pair of trousers when you've got a big, bushy, husky tail back there? Um, imagine trying to sit down on, on the tubes. Of course, you'd have a seat to yourself if you had this snarling muzzle with drool coming out of it. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's simply an imagination as to what would the world be like if we were to take the best traits of the animal kingdom and mingle them with ours. And I say the best because who wants to take worming pills or have their claws yeah, trimmed every day? <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's someone out there. <laughs> All right, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you like, and in the privacy of your own bedroom, that's fine. Just keep it out of my lobby. <laughs> you do you, I'll do me. We're all fine. Um, I've also heard you don't do a bit of um, writing as well. I do. Um, um, do you want to dabble? <laughs> well, I dabble, really. Um, I, uh, I basically just sort of vomit words onto paper and then shove it in a drawer somewhere. Uh, a number of years ago, 16 in fact, uh, a person who was a, a good friend of mine uh, by the name of Mercedes Lackey, she's a science fiction author of some renown, called me up one day out of the blue and said, I'm putting together an anthology of stories about birds of prey. Uh, I'd like you to write one for me. Because I'd worked with birds of prey, I, I, I know their ins and outs, I know how they think. And I, I sputtered and I said, what? I, can't, I, can't, I can't do that, I'm not in that league. And she said, sure you are. I know that you can write and I know that you know birds. Write a story for me. So I said, God, all right, uh, what's, what's the deadline? And she said, end of the month. I said, ah, oh, all right, sorry, uh, uh, gotta go, bye. 
Now, I sat and just tormented myself, took a few days off of work, um, you know, spent weekends writing, editing, choosing the right word, agonizing. Now, this is in the days before we had these FTPs and things you kids like to play with here. Uh, you didn't have the electronic communication. I had to print this out and send it via FedEx overnight on the 31st of May to get there within the time of the deadline. And I was, ooh, done it. And, uh, oh, uh, nearly a year went by and hadn't heard back. So I put in a call to Mercedes and I said, uh, how's that anthology going? And she said, oh, I don't know. You're the only one to get a story in so far. Oh. <laughs> I learned a little something about professional writers that day. <laughs> so what was your story actually about? Okay. Uh, I... And very, very intimately familiar with the workings of Birds of Prey, as I said. In particular, I've worked with the American red-tailed hawk. And I sat down and I said to myself, all right, this is an animal that I know very well. What would it be like if you were to give a hawk the intelligence of a human being? And I thought about it for a while, and I concluded that you would create a creature... That is an asshole. <laughs> because hawks are douchebags. They, they're the, the most selfish, you know, snooty, stuck-up pieces of crap you can imagine. And, and they're, t they're entirely dim, which is what makes them tolerable. But you give them intelligence, they're going to be intolerable. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was what the story was about. And she must have liked it because every few years she calls me back and says, write me another story, here's the theme. And I throw together a story for her. And I, she must feel sorry for me or something, but she goes ahead and publishes them. Well, whatever makes her happy. That sounds amazing. That's a great idea. It's a, like, you obviously must have a knack if she keeps coming back to you. Either a knack or, like I said, she feels sorry for me and wants to make me feel better. Uh, and the stories of the, the anthologies were uh, Flights of Fantasy, yeah. out by Doll Books in uh, 1999. And uh, then there had been some from her uh, Elemental Masters series. Uh, that's, uh, what was it? Elementary was one. Uh, Elemental, I can't Just look up Elemental Masters, uh, and some of the anthologies she's put out where she has invited other writers yeah. to write in her universe. And, um, the first one I wrote for Elemental Masters, I really didn't like it terribly much. Um, somebody did, but the, the concept behind the Elemental Masters is that you have individuals who have control over the elements, the, the, the wizard of old, but these people exist until today, and they are still sort of behind the scenes. Now, canonically, the Elemental Master series takes place in Victorian and Edwardian England, but she allowed us to stretch it a little bit into the further past. Yeah. And this allowed me, with a bit of imagination to uh, combine my two favorite fascinations, uh, furry creatures and alcohol. Great combo. Mm -hmm. So uh, the most recent one, uh, well, I'll let you know. It's got booze in it. A lot of it. I think I'm going to enjoy reading this. <laughs> it's called Octley. Octley. Yes. Okay. Let's try and spell that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to try. Oh. I'm bad at spelling as it is. Oh, all right then. Um... I gotta say, what are you thinking of um, SunnyCon so far? Oh, uh, 
I've heard you like the bar quite a bit. I love the bar, and I love English. As a matter of fact, I love England so much, I've decided I shall be English. Oh, you're very dumb. <laughs> yes, yes, I bought this and said, okay, since I am English now, notice that I am an English person with an English accent. Yes, yes. So, um, uh, I, I, it, it's wonderful out here. I, I, I got out of the taxi, and I, I was looking at that beautiful beach, and the, the, the sunshine, and the coconut palms, and, and all the, the people lying out on the, the beach getting suntans, and it's just like California. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not. It's a dark gray hole, but what the hell, I get to wear the hat. And yet, somehow, there's still going to be someone on the beach trying to get a tan. Well, there was, there was a fellow out there waiting in it. I think he must have been a Viking or something. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's not beyond the chance of possibility around here. Oh, Sunderland can be a strange place. But I find it charming, and the people here are outstanding. Here I am, a, a furry, among anime fans. I was, I was a little worried. How would I be received? But they've been very gracious. They, they've been extremely, apparently, happy to see me. And when I think about it, it's not that big a stretch. Yeah. The, the anime world has a rich history of animal characters. They call it kimono over there. Yeah. So the kimono fandom is what the furry fandom is in this country. So the two get together very well. Yeah, um, I'm a bit of a fan of Nekomani myself. There so you are. Like, everything's about kayas. Fine. <laughs> well, I don't know if they put some cat ears on the hats. Why am I good, sir? <laughs> so, um, I tell you, I'm having... You're just such an amazing guy. You're so charismatic and stuff. I can't see how anyone would. Who you're talking to? I can't see how anyone wouldn't love to have you about. So oh, just sweet. Most people are saying, "Oh my God, it's a creepy old man. Get him away from me." Oh, well, have you seen Rob and other Rob that run the show? Well, they are rather creepy, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're accustomed to it. Yeah, you? uh, I'm surrounded by creepy old men, so it's all good. Well, if you're into that, whatever. <laughs> Uh, it's been a delight talking to you. Um, uh, is there any site you'd like to plug on while you're here? <clears throat> well, of course, Anthrocon, uh, www.anthrocon.org, the world's largest furry convention. Plug, plug, plug. Um, <laughs> well, just the, the furry community in general. Uh, open your minds, open your hearts. You know, we are the fluffiest community out there, and uh, we, uh, we're not at all exclusive. You can go to a furry convention, you'll see stormtroopers, you'll see anime fans. We are there to exercise the imagination. And even if you don't have fur, you're welcome. It's nothing to wag a tail at. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make a bad pun in there somewhere. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for having me. You're listening to The Geek Show. We are doing our post-SunnyCon special. And what we're going to be talking about now, guys? Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> stuff! Sunny stuff. More stuff. Yeah. Um... I never got to make it to any parties. What were the parties like? Um, the Friday <laughs> one, which we were at the uh, aftermath the of. Yeah. Um, the it was, his face. I didn't, we went there earlier. Me and Ryan caught the back end of the wedding stuff. It was, uh, yeah, I forgot you're a male order minister now, yeah, aren't you? I do funerals, weddings. I'm, I'm trying to get a license for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> the three most sought after things in, <laughs> in Sunderland. It <laughs> <laughs> was a sweet moment, but a weird one. Hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of got nervous and really mucked it up. <laughs> you only have one wedding. Well, you're supposed to only have one wedding and never ruined theirs. So I apologise, Steph and uh, Craig. They enjoyed, they enjoyed themselves. Oh, they did. 
They really did. Uh, well, they, uh, they didn't book to have their wedding at SunnyCon, so everything would go right. Yeah. Well, no, the thing is, it's uh, the after party on the uh, Friday, I believe. Um, Steph went in a wedding dress, and Craig went in the reserve wedding dress with a unicorn head. <laughs> That's so, amazing. I, I've, yeah, I've yet to see the videos, but there was a lot of... Um, well, just there was a lot. <laughs> Uh, but we had uh, DJ Nanashi on the Friday, and I, I was outside, obviously recovering. And um, the first thing that somebody said to me was like, "Oh, do you know the speakers have literally set on fire?" And it's like, "Well, this is a nice party. It's terrible." <laughs> yeah, they should be set aside for the fire party the yeah, next night. I mean, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. But it's too <laughs> damn hot in here. <laughs> it, was, it was just one of those things. I'd say everything went wrong. That was that was just one of the things I went wrong. Um, but the Friday night party, from what I understood, went went really well as well. Um, thing is, people always say like, "Oh, it's an anime convention party; it should have anime music and that." We played nothing but cheese on the uh, fire party, and uh, was right. this the Saturday night party? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was weird. For it, it was weird being there on the Saturday night and just because I was busy trying to do so, do some work uh, in the hotel room, and I just decided to take a break because I was just staring at numbers, and all I could see was numbers. I walked out. I was like, uh, and I, I, just went, I, I just went. I just went out, and I just thought, okay, I'm just going to hang around the bar area, see how the party's going. There's kids inside, you know, and the, for me, they're all kids. Yeah, you know, um, and there's like a, all these kids inside, and they're all just kind of you know jumping around and stuff, and the guys playing Iron Maiden, like. You guys, you kids weren't even around when I first went to see Iron Man. Oh, God, hip- I feel old. You filthy hipster. <laughs> no, I just, it just made me feel old. Ah, okay. It was weird on the Friday because the moment which really got it all kicking off was Gangnam Style. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's the thing. People go, oh, we want anime music. We're sophisticated. We're not weebos. Gangnam Style. Everybody gets up for Gangnam Style. Followed by uh, a Frozen dubstep remix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it was Frozen weird. dubstep. It was the only one which was actually sanctioned, the only Frozen song that was allowed. A Frozen dubstep remix? Yeah. Sounds like something you buy from Iceland. Um. <laughs> now, with Party Pack, Frozen dubstep remix, eight pounds. As Chicken Goujons, adver- five pounds. As advertised by Peter Andre. <laughs> <laughs> That's God. why mums go to Iceland. It was fun, though. Everybody was having fun. Yeah, yeah, nice atmosphere. Yeah, well, nice. That's the that's I think that's the best thing about Sony Con is it's, that it it's always the community has spirit. that community atmosphere. Yeah. And even on the Saturday, even on the Sunday after things had gone wrong, the people who were coming, it, you know, just to Sony Con, not the guests, not the dealers, but the people themselves, yeah. you know, the customers, they all had a whale of a time, and the spirit, the community spirit amongst them was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, apparently we managed to hide everything really well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I just had this weird mental image all through Sunday of you and Donna as if you were swans, you know, just graceful swans floating on the water, but underneath he's like paddling furiously. Swans are not graceful. Oh. I could be in a fight with one. <laughs> well, yes. I, I haven't technically. I run for my life away. From one. <laughs> it's because they could break you around with their wing. Yeah, is yeah. that? I think that's urban legend. Um, swans are scary. Have you seen the size of their wings? No, I've seen that. I've heard, it's not like arm wrestling match where it's swan. Yeah. Have you noticed if you ever try to take a picture of a, of some ducks and there's a swan there, the swan will just come steaming in, chase the ducks away and just float around while you've got your camera out, <laughs> <laughs> going, look at me, take a picture of me. Swans, swans are douches. <laughs> swans are douches. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> 
I love how this guns off in the store very directly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, swans. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sunnycon is, is, is... Swans are a metaphor for Sunnycon this year. Well done work in that. Yeah. <laughs> Marquees and uh, emotional trauma. Yeah. I'd say that was... Basically. Uh, <laughs> and someday uh, you might be owned by the Queen. Yes, one day. <laughs> No, it was uh, it was awful. Like, like I keep, I keep saying, from our standpoint, it was the worst convention ever organised, and we were the ones who organised it. Well, I, I, I think that's being unf- uh, I think that's no, being unfair on yourselves. It, it, it is. It's been harsh. But the the thing thing from our standpoint is, it was already the worst convention on the Thursday when we were setting up because that's that's the start of everything falling apart on our end. And the, the, to see so many people actually had a good time, and not only had a good time, but claimed it was the best SunnyCon yet, it gives us hope, because if, if that's what happens when everything's going wrong and you still enjoy it, imagine when everything's going right. Yeah. Hmm. I suppose that is that's a fair what it's all about, like, people having fun, especially on the Saturday. I think it was like near the, uh, the games uh, section. Yeah. And they just started like blasting music, and when we were doing interviews, random, random music, <laughs> and there was just dance off. I'm, I'm watching, yeah, it's uh, the, the pink guy um, humping Lex Luthor armor, and Dan- Deadpool's trying to dance off on that one Deadpool who didn't know how to do the fusion dance. Yeah, <laughs> let the side down. But that like got a massive crowd, and everyone was laughing and having fun. That's that's, a, that's a one thing though. We we wanted a, like a festival atmosphere, and the outdoor marquees were supposed to take advantage of really good weather. I mean, the sun was there, and people got sunburned, and we had one person complain that they were dying of heat stroke when they weren't. But it's, <laughs> it was... I, I still can't believe that you get blamed for the heat. No, we, we, heat is... it's just one of the things we have to take on the chin, and you know, you, you can't call people morons because they're your customers, but yeah, they, they were pretty much morons. <laughs> Everybody likes to blame something for something. Yeah. yeah. Right, shall we have another interview? Yeah, um, let's have um, Safira Lou, and then we can segue into talking about artists. the independent artists. That we'll yes. Have. All right, cool. Um, we'll be back in a minute. Hello, the Geek Show is at SunnyCon again, and uh, today we are joined by the lovely Safira Lou. Safira Lou. Safira Lou, Safira Lou, whatever you want to call me. doesn't really matter. But uh, it's been quite a crazy year for you so far, from yeah, what I've seen. It's been, it's been pretty mental. Like considering last year, we just like did chat. Oh, I finished chats and one of the comic, and then like I kind of went on hiatus for a while because I needed like to sleep for some portion of time, and then all of a sudden, art book. Oh god. Art so book. for anyone who doesn't know you or your work, yeah. What? How would you introduce yourself? I'd say I'm probably, I'd say an, an anime manga artist, but I have a Western twist. Sorry, it's very, um, like, myth- mythological based. And you've got a lot of your own characters mixed yeah, in Yeah, a lot of my own. I, I try to do a lot of my original work with it as well. And you mentioned your comic book, which has got a great following. Does it, I know, it's we, weird. We even saw someone cosplaying. I know, I freaked out about that. I got to hold the giant, like, uh, my character's called Jellybean and Ogre. And Ogre's this giant floating eyeball with, like, wings. Mm and they'd made a life scale of it and it's absolutely huge and the girl was walking around and she was cosplaying with Jelly I was like oh my god Jelly and she was walking around with Ogre and I was like you know you just like overcome yourself it feels it just feels yeah. straight hit me <laughs> did stop and uh, your kickstarters went really well 
Yeah. <laughs> well, like, the Kickstarter was for an art book called Life is Carousel, and it's also to do with, like, carousel horses and different themes and everything. And that made its debut at Sunnycon. Uh, yeah, Sunnycon this year. It was, oh, I, I kind of planned it in that sense, because I was just like, yeah, let's get it out there. Because Sunnycon's been a convention that I've done every single year, so it only made sense to bring out something new for this convention. So could you describe the Life is a Carousel art book? I'd say... If you like centaurs, you'd probably like them. <laughs> it's just lots of horse ladies and like, um, there's like polar opposite themes and everyone's like, you know, different styles. I mean, styles. they're really cool. I got, well, you know I got yeah. a copy of myself earlier. And uh, you've been you've been pumping it out over Facebook and yeah. Twitter and all the socials. Yeah, I think when it was just because I can't really reveal, I couldn't really reveal too much on, online because I just wanted to keep it exclusive for people who were getting the book and I just thought it was only fair that I did that and that there's people who are going to get the Kickstarters next week as well and they've got so much stories to see the house. <laughs> it's full. And there's a lot of different styles in there, like yeah. from like rave neon stuff yeah. to like candy sweet kind of. Yeah, well, I tried to do it so like I had like lots of different like. So you have the really gothic stuff, and then like you had like, the really fantasy based stuff. Because I'm mainly known for drawing females, it makes sense for me to keep with that theme. But the next one <laughs> is very different, <laughs> which is next year. Oh. <laughs> Any sneak exclusives or? Um, well, it's called Heart of the Constellation and it's based on zodiacs and like constellations and planets. So I'm trying to make sure that we've got different types of artists in because I've sort of the guest artists, which a lot of them are here today, they worked really hard for the art book and I want more people involved for the next one. So I'm doing all the eastern and western zodiacs and they'll be doing planets and constellations. Oh, cool. <laughs> so a big variety of things. Yeah, which work starts for that in December. So you've obviously got like, your own flavour and your own style, but mm. What sort of artists like influenced you when you were starting off? Uh, when I started off, I'd say like I was a huge Clamp fan. Like Clamp is probably one of my huge, and then like people like Ayazawa, um, who does has done Paradise Kiss. Uh, yeah. I think it's Yono Tubasu. Tubasu, I can never pronounce it. I'm awful at Japanese names, <laughs> but she did Black Butler, and mm-hmm. I loved the way that she did line work. And people like. Gustav Klimt, I take my house to people like Renaissance art, I love anything like that, so just <laughs> And uh, a lot of your fandom stuff's been quite popular as... Uh... Oh gosh, yeah, Stephen Universe Prince. As you can probably tell, a little bit, little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, little bit. Well it seems like you've got a good mix, a lot of, uh, like, some people just go completely fan art, but... Well, I think it's because I, when I started, I wanted to have a mixture anyway, but because I have to do like an events like MCM, which yeah. when you go to those events, you have to mainly have original work if you want to do Comic Village. I've been trying to cater more of my original stuff, but what surprised me the most is I've been selling, selling many original stuff and I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. It's been quite nice, actually. <laughs> I think it's, you've built up a following now for your own work, which That's is weird. a nice position to be in. Yeah. But... With your fandom stuff, I found that like you tend not to do it because it's popular. Everything that I see you do, you love. Yeah, I, I think it's because it's important to do something that you yourself are a fan of. Because if someone comes up to you and starts talking to you, say if you've done a Dragon Ball Z print, and I'm not a massive fan of Dragon Ball Z, but I can never get into it. Now, if someone comes up to me and starts talking to me about everything about the characters, I'm going to sit there and go, I don't know what you're on about. And I can't feel that way. I've got to have a conversation yeah. with someone, definitely. 
But uh, yeah, you're having a good time at SunnyCon so far? Yeah, I'm having a really good time. It's really warm. Yeah. <laughs> Should have got <bought> fans. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know the feeling. I had to uh, shed a cosplay earlier. Yeah. But uh, I hope you have an excellent time and sell many, many more books. I hope so too. Uh, I'm really thankful for everyone who's popped by and said hi. I really do appreciate it without a doubt. If anyone wants to check out your work, mm-hmm. where should they go to? I am on every social networking site known to my kind. Um, if you type in Sophia Lou, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr under Sophia Lou, Sophia Moonly under DeviantArt. And Instagram will just appear really as well. And your Kickstarter's finished now. Kickstarter's finished, yes. But uh, there's bound to be loads of stuff people can check out. Yes, um, the Story Envy site's getting updated before I go to Manchester Expo next month. Um, so there'll be a lot of this stuff up on there. And Jelly Bean Chapter 2 is coming out very soon. <laughs> Which has fans in America as well. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> That's really, really weird. But all I can say is chapter two features an artist's character in it. Okay. If you go Chow so Illustrations. Oh, Chow. Chow, her Chow Illustration, lovely Holly Lane. Her shark booty character will be in there. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for talking no to us today. Anytime. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to the Geek Show SonyCon special. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, uh, Artist Alley. Yes. Well, not so much an alley, more of a uh, yeah. piggly-piggly mix in a marquee. It, 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 <laughs> artist row. Well, it, it, I think Tucky's description was uh, was a bit more accurate. It, the thing is, it was nice actually going being able to go around rather than having them all in one place. Yeah. It was nice to actually wander around and see them in different places. That's, that's one you of know. the feedback we get. It's that they like to be mixed in with traders. But yeah, they still like to be clumped together. <laughs> I want to be near my friends, but not the other people who are my contenders. <laughs> it's sort of like that. It is. It's yeah. We say like, well, we'll we'll bend over backwards to try and get you where you need to be. Is there anyone you want to be next to? And there's like, there'll be like a group of artists who'll be like, oh, I want to be next to X, Y, Z, and and yeah, trying the, to put them in the tables. There are people getting a bit of a. If you go to a lot of cons. They sort of know each other, they become friends, they oh, want to hang it? out with each like, other. We say about like the attendee community, but the traders and artists community as well. I mean, yeah. I, I used to be part of it, and we, we know exactly where they're coming from. But um, it's we like to mix it in. And I mean, a few of them were a bit upset that they were cut off from the action because everything was going on in the ballroom on the Saturday and Sunday yeah. and all the panels. And they, they just like to be next to where it is. Because usually some conventions, they just put everything out of the way and like the expos and that, they've got the stage over and it's just a big trader's hall. I cannot think of what con it was, but I went to a con where the artist Ali was in a different building. Yeah. So I had to leave the building, find my way to this other building and I was like the only one there. Yeah, we we had that um, 2010 Amicon where I was trading and we we were in a trader's hall and there was a room across the way where it was just artists. Yeah. And you had to walk like about five minutes. I mean, I'm not complaining about walking five minutes away from where where everything was going on, but it was was just like, well, we would have liked to have been closer to where everything was. And I can, un- I can understand, I mean, with with Newcastle, I think the set out that we've got was we're having a stage right the way over the other end, but they can still, like, hear, and hopefully, like, we won't play loud music like we did in Sonic on 2 and just drown <laughs> everyone out. We learned that lesson. Uh, it's a learning curve, the entire <laughs> cotton thing, isn't it? Oh, you can be unplanned for every eventuality, but it'll all go and rang somewhere. Yeah, true. Right, uh, I think we need to have uh, a few more interviews 
What do you guys think? Because we've got a lot to get through. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I think you answered your own question there. But <coughs> yes, I have a habit of doing that. I need to stop doing that. Right. Um, this is. Was it? Is it Kiotika? Chan or is it Chow Chan? I believe it's Chow. I know as Holly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Holly. Yeah. We're not wrong there. Okay, this is Holly. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hello and welcome back to the Geek Show. I'm now with Holly from Chow Entertainment. No, no. illustrations. Chow illustrations. Oh. Turn it over. <laughs> Get me wrong. Hello and welcome back to the Geek Show. I'm here with Holly from Chow Illustrations. Hiya. Uh, she does a lot of quite pretty cutesy sort of drawing stuff. Yeah, I'd say cutish. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about sort of stuff you draw? Um. Yeah. Well, I've always been into the anime side of art, and I try and mix a bit of comic style to make it a bit different. Yeah. As well. You've got sort of a Western approach on anime. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm going for really, and I, I like my Monster Girls as well, and that's where yeah. my OC Shelley kind yeah. of originated. Shelley's like a shark girl, isn't she? She is. Yeah. <laughs> I love my Shelly. <laughs> I just love the idea of what's a cute thing I can make into a character? A shark! Yeah, sharks are awesome. <laughs> yes, they are. Jawsome. Yeah. Jawsome are, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like street sharks reference you have to get in. <laughs> so, like, um, have you brought anything new for SunnyCon this year? Like, um, I have actually. Um, I've actually got some products from my friend Jellybee, who's yeah. also got a table here. Um, I've got some shark stickers um, to, you know, I, I love yeah. sharks, so I thought I'd incorporate that into my artwork a bit more. Yeah. Um, and I've got a few new prints, and um, I'm also helping Sophie from Sophia Alou. Um, she's working on her next comic, Jellybean Chapter 2. Oh, yeah. And uh, Shelley will actually be making an appearance in oh, Chapter 2. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm helping along with that because she, she's quite excited and nervous about trying to get the, the character right because obviously it's my character. But yeah. I am so excited. <laughs> Mainly because, you know, I've got my character in someone else's comic. But... Yeah, that, that's really cool. Yeah. I, um, I, I've, I've owned the first chapter, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And. I can't wait Shelly in it. I know, I'm so excited. Shelly is a really cool character. Thank like, you. And I can't wait to see your sort of act and stuff. Cause, yeah. Like, it's one thing to have, like, an image of a character, but then to have them, like, properly expressed in, like, a comic. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see her kind of animated, because I, I mainly draw just illustrations. Yeah. I'm getting into drawing comics myself. But obviously, with Sophia Ralu and drawing Jellybean with Shelly, I'm yeah. so excited to see it. <laughs> so you were also part of her Carousel Art project. Book. Yes, I was. Oh, yeah, you? I'm. I'm so proud of what she's done with that. Actually, she, yeah, she's yeah. put so much work into it, and I'm. I'm really glad to be part of it as well. Yeah, it's an amazing project, and I can't imagine how amazing it must be to have this beautiful book with your work in it's, it. It's it's quite an achievement, and I'm really glad to be you know friends and to be a contribution to such a cool art book as yeah. well. So um, I got what sort of stuff do you like drawing? Because. I'd, I would say Monster Girls are a main thing for yeah. me just because I, I like experimenting with um, character designs and incorporate, uh, incorporating different um, colour schemes yeah. to the normal kind of like human design yeah. so with with Monster Girls I can experiment a bit more and have a bit more artistic freedom yeah. with it got a very interesting palette when it comes to Monster Girls as yeah. well like, you're not yeah. restricted to like 
the pastel skin tones. Exactly, yeah. That's that's another reason why I like drawing Shelley as well, because um, when I first drew her, she actually had a slightly different character design. So right. as I've drawn her um, through the years, she's she's also grown yeah. with me as well. Oh, that's really cool. I like it's sort of like you've got a timetable of how your art styles progress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you've got the same character going through the years. Definitely. Yeah. So, what do you like for formats for doing stuff nowadays? Do you prefer doing more traditional stuff or digital or? Um, I try and mix the two together actually because um, I I do mainly digital art for my prints and things like yeah. that. But I also like to do copic work with my markers so oh, I can cool. do like one of a kind originals Yeah. Um, and people seem to like that because you know with prints everyone can get them where if, if it's an AC original yeah. they're the only person that's going to own it so oh, yeah, it feels a bit more special yeah. to them which is that's why I like doing them as well yeah, they, I love getting original stuff I'm like I am the only one in the world exactly <laughs> yeah I think people are starting to recognise that a bit more now yeah. which, is, which is great for you know the artist community yeah. So like, there's a few times like before like getting the originals was absolutely huge. I've got like a few things on bargain because it was just like, oh, it's just another thing. But oh, now I've got like an original. Uh, I've got an original page from Axe Cop. Wow. And an original page from My Little Pony. That's not bad. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I've got them. Oh, it's very nice. I'm kind of jealous. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find your artwork then? Um, well, I'm here at SunnyCon this weekend, and I will be at other conventions, you know, throughout the year. But I've yeah. got a Facebook page that you can follow, um, facebook.com/slash/chaoticachan. C H A O T I C A C H A N. I post a lot of updates on there and new things that I'll be working on and other events that I'll be attending as well. Yeah. I always keep an eye on it. I, I, I'm not going to lie. A bit of fun. Hi! Is there anywhere we can buy art, or is it just um, at the moment at cons and stuff? Um, I am actually in the process of setting up an online shop. Oh, cool. Um, it, it'll probably be through either Etsy or another, yeah. you know, something similar. So yeah. in the upcoming months, I'll have an on- online shop available to buy stuff as well. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, I'll keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Uh, thank you very much for doing an interview with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your sunny. You too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to The Geek Show on thegeekshow.co.uk And The Geek Show Podcast Network, don't forget to mention yes, that bit. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. we are special. Branding! <laughs> <laughs> but this is our SunnyCon special. Yes. In case that missed you know us. Yeah, um, we've still got loads of interviews uh, left, so... Um, but before we get to them, there was a third... Because uh, Sophia and uh, Holly were together... Mm. You know, it was like a group of them at the end of that marquee. Yeah. And they were just... Yeah, Jilly Bean yeah. was there as well. And yeah, they they were just like the nicest bunch all grouped together that you, oh. that you could hope to hang out with. You oh, know, I, 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 every convention we go to, they're fantastic. Oh, God, yeah. Um... Uh, it, it was just it was just really nice being uh, being around them you know just hanging out and talking to them because it, it you know after dealing with certain traders yeah. <laughs> i'm not mentioning any names but after you know after yeah. dealing with certain traders who weren't there on the sunday thankfully um and i and i hope that i never see them again um yeah it was really nice just to talk to somebody who was pleasant and nice and 
and just actually taking time to enjoy it. I mean, we know yeah. we know people were out of their comfort zone in marquees on a car park in Sunderland. Oh, yeah, but so it, it sounds a lot more sinister when I say it like that. Well, <laughs> 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 there's, a, there's a movie in there, isn't there? <laughs> or at least a short story. Hmm. So, yeah, it's a good selection of artists, though. Yeah, it, it's not just all traditional arts like a comic book or yeah, um, a manga. There was an interview that you did, which was. Um, what was it with the dragon? Oh, Starlight Sanctuary. Yeah, the dragon yeah. thing. she makes little like figures of dragons, and they are just the most adorable thing ever. Yeah, and it's a um, good selection, good yeah. cross selection of stuff. And like, um, I've seen her at cons over the years, and like the way her stuff, she started with, like just little dragons, and you saw they were like little clay and stuff, and she's changed like the stuff she uses for them. She's got to much more complex things where she's like building little scenery for them to be on. Hmm. Uh, she also does crocheting of like scale. Yeah, we're, we're talking stuff. about. Well, she sat there knitting as well. Well, yeah. crocheting. Crocheting. crocheting, crocheting. Sorry, it's very important. I, I got this clarified during <laughs> oh, the interview. Okay, okay. Told off during the interview. <laughs> I, so. I, I, I haven't listened to the interview. I apologise if I have insulted. Um, but that's the thing. We were talking about the community spirit of the attendees. There's also yeah. that spirit there amongst the traders. Yes. Know? Yes, nice. well, uh, except for certain ones that we won't. Well, I, I, I wasn't mentioning him up. I wasn't mentioning Magic John as a unitard. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just skim over him. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so shall we uh, have a listen to what Starlight Sanctuary does then? Yeah. Sure. All right, cool. Adorable little dragons. Hi, welcome to the Geek Show. We are now here with Helen from Starlight Sanctuary. Uh, she does a load of awesome bits of merch, including little dragon thing figures and yep. um, these really fancy gloves. Yes, very fancy gloves. So um, tell us a bit, why did you start doing this sort of stuff? Um, I don't even know, it just kind of happened. <laughs> just wanna, one day you just woke up and like, I must make dragons. Yeah, they shall well, be small and cute. <laughs> um, I was inspired by, there's someone who makes um, dragons in, I think she lives in America, um, dragons and beasties. A lot of oh, people probably yeah. already know them. They're really cute. Um, I got inspired by her just to make. It was a Christmas present or something, and a lot of people were like, "That's really cute. You should totally make those. I would buy one." So. <laughs> and do they buy them? They do. Yes. <laughs> it's good because um, I had look. I was really impressed with um, the little ones in the bowls. Yeah. Where it's sort of decorated into it. Like, yeah. No, they're brand new this year, another sunny one first. It seems to be all of my brand new stuff happens here, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, resin... Sunny exclusive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, resin water bowls. Yeah, they're really cool. I also like the um, little terrain ones with the sort of in a pot. Yeah, yeah. No, the water ones especially because we're so close to the beach. Yeah. Oh yeah, it makes really sense. Good. Yeah, it happened completely by accident, but <laughs> I'm going to pretend like it didn't. <laughs> don't, just don't tell people and act like you meant to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's how I it got this far. On <laughs> <laughs> so um, you also do um, these really interesting, like scale mail knitted stuff. Yeah, um, it's actually crochet. Oh, <laughs> it's not knitting. Um, as a pet hate of like most crochets. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't make the mistake again. It's one hook. Got two needles. Oh, it's an easy way to remember. Um, but yeah, so make these. They're really popular considering how warm it is. 
I've actually sold yeah, loads. And I've been seeing people walking around in them, and I'm like, I'm wearing a t-shirt and I'm boiling. You're wearing gloves. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but people will buy them in this heat. That shows if you make something good, people will come. Yeah, yeah. No, because I sold a lot of them last year as well, and yeah. it was even hotter. Yeah, it was boiling last year. It was- Beyond boiling. I said, like, you also do, like, the scarves and stuff, and I saw, like, a little necklace thing that's really cool. Yeah, no, I try and keep it varied. Just, well, it's all themed, but yeah. with lots of different stuff. Could you make me just, like, an entire bodysuit with all of this? <laughs> that would be so hard. It'll be boiling, but amazing. You'd have to have it in, like, a really epic dragon color. Oh, that yeah. Green. Green with like green. A, a creamy belly yeah. and then a te- oh, okay. How much would it be for me to commission this? I'm quite hype. Loads. <laughs> Loads Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any more plans to like expand the business? Like are you gonna make you're doing tiny dragons at the moment, you're making giant ones next. Yeah, um I don't really know. I think at the moment, because currently I live in the butt end of Wales oh, fun. where nothing happens um, and I'm going to be moving up here in a couple of months oh cool um, where obviously there's cons galore and you yeah. can actually get to places so I'm hoping to just do more of what I'm doing at the moment but more regularly yeah. so at the moment it's sunny con and should be sunny if I'm lucky yeah so like come down maybe you can go to like Manchester MCM yeah exactly because it's quite easy to get to places yeah. and yeah I just want to do more yeah like yeah, the more you do, like the more sustainable it becomes. You can be selling dragons. Yeah. So um, we talked a bit about crocheting. How do you go around making the dragons? Um, it is Sculpey, which is like Fimo, just a different brand. So yeah. it's um, polymer-based oven bake clay, um, and I build them around a foil armature. Oh, cool! So they have little bioskeletons inside. <laughs> I've tried using that sort of stuff, and I, I tried to make like a little rabbit thing. Yeah. And I could not get it to work for a lot more money. When it cooked, it just turned into a little demon thing. Yeah. No, it takes quite a lot of practice, but. Um... And your dragons are such a high standard, and you can see the care that goes into painting them and stuff. They, I really love the ones with the little skull on the face. Yeah, the sugar skull ones. They're my absolute favourite to make. Yeah. Really cute, like <laughs> sit on your desk and really. Yeah, no, they are nice and they're good fun. Oh uh, yeah, where can you find your stuff? Um, at the moment, I do have an Etsy shop, which is just Starlight Sanctuary. Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook page as well, which gets updated a lot more regularly than the <laughs> Etsy shop does. Um, but yeah, they're the best places at the moment. A lot of people keep asking me if I'm on DeviantArt, and I'm like, I haven't posted anything on DeviantArt for like four years. But people are recognising me from that, so... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's strange where you get spotted from. Yeah, no, it is odd, but nice. Yeah. It's nice when people come up and they're like, I've seen your stuff before and it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's nice. So, yeah, go check out um, Starlight Sanctuary. Um, check out Eddie. Go buy her amazing dragons <laughs> and her amazing dragon gloves. Hello and welcome back to The Geek Show on The Geek Show Network at thegeekshow.co.uk, Geek Show, Geek Show. Um, we are geek show, geek show, <laughs> we are doing our um, sunny con special. Um, it, it, it is special. 
while he was while Ben was saying that, for some reason, I went to being John Malkovich, and you know that bit in the restaurant where everyone is Malkovich, uh, Malkovich even the piano player, and singing Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah. Okay then. <laughs> Everything. No, in my no, no, head no, no, just, just be quiet for a little bit longer and make that silence really awkward. No, it doesn't work anymore. You've, the moment has passed. <sighs> Editing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? SonyCon. SonyCon. So, uh, one of my favourite things about cons and stuff like this is we've talked a lot about the artists. Great to see them. You don't get to see them very often. But dealers, you can get a load of stuff you never see anywhere else in the world. Like... Well, we're getting people from all over the world now. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that was a surprise thing because we, we used to have, like, it just used to be UK dealers and we screen our dealers um, unlike anywhere else it's like we make sure that they're not selling fakes and if yeah. they do sell fakes then how did they slip through our nets I did notice some porn did you? yes uh. um, <laughs> well they didn't really hide it that well it was basically a box of it you know like the you know, like the old shop boxes that yeah. they just tore the top off and you have like the comics that you, that you find in like, cheap old comic books. who stores. was it? Um, it's just a black box with XXX no no it just <laughs> said was it like- in Yowie 18, uh, uh, over 18s only. Oh, well, there you go. So instead of having, like, the bead curtain. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like... No, so put a bead curtain on the top right of the there, It was right there on the, on the table. You see, that's you not the right re- way to sell yowie or hentai. You've got to have, like, an open park, a public park, and it's in the bushes. Just <laughs> <laughs> along the bottom. Because I don't do that anymore. Somebody's got to keep that alive. Yeah, kids will never know the glory that was bush porn. No. <laughs> you're just fine growing in the trees. I'm not finishing no, no, that no, sentence. Because no. <laughs> I could go somewhere with that sentence, but the, the, the acronym the last thing we want is, is perfect. No, no, the last thing we want is porn about W. <laughs> no. I wasn't going that way, but sure, yeah. Why not? Well, we had a we had a All his brother Jeb. Or <laughs> his brother Jeb. Cater to the masses. Yeah, we had, we had a guy, um, JMP Collectibles, travel from Belgium to trade wow. at SunnyCon, which was like, yeah, <laughs> I feel quite proud of that. We actually brought people from abroad to trade. So it's, wow. better, it's better than the ones from France who actually sell all the fake merch and then they kick off for, when we say, like, no, you can't trade here. And say, but I traded MCM and Showmasters. And it's like, well, we're not MCM and Showmasters. <laughs> we, have, we have a standard and the standard is high. And I know um, voice actors have... Um, Grey as we talked about early in the show, yeah. has been known to go around, find fake stuff and break it. Yeah. So well, like, fully supportive of that. Yeah. So the uh, video of the steamroller. <laughs> yeah. how, how you get a steamroller at an anime con, I'll never know. But yeah. uh, apparently he's a bit more lax in the UK because he knows it's hard to get hold of anything. Yeah. And he um, thinks prices for DVDs are ridiculous over They here. are oh, ridiculous. Yeah, they are. My God. Four, what was a four-episode DVD for twenty four ninety nine? Oh, oh, the Killer Kill was pretty and, notorious. Yeah, and and people kill. kick off about us charging £25 a ticket. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> scandalous. Yeah, when we did the Killer Kill review, I looked up the price. I'm like, it's 60 quid. You get, like, six episodes. What's going on? It's £10 an episode. <laughs> And the one it's yours forever. <laughs> it's yours forever, though. <laughs> I, I wait for the full collection that's like 20 quid to come out, and then I'll be happy. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, the cost of anime is prohibitive in this country, which I think is the main reason why it hasn't taken off in the way that it has in other countries. 
Well, I can understand where it comes from. I've, I've seen all the custom charges and delivery yeah. and everything. But well, if, we, if we had like a proper distributor in the United Kingdom, the prices would probably go down. But the irony, the, irony is, the irony is that uh, Animatsu, Manga Entertainment, MVM Entertainment, you know, uh, all the anime, they're supposed to be proper distributors. Mm. It all comes down to the, the BBFC think, uh, and the... Well, it's not just the BBFC. What I think that... Uh, what are, One of the things I think needs to happen in the in the UK is we need our own voice acting industry. Let's start dubbing our own anime instead of relying on the bloody American voice no, no, actors. What we do We've ha- got the talent for it. it we proved that from, during the uh, 90s. We, no, had, no. we had loads of English voice actors doing anime in the it, 90s. It should all be based in Bristol, though. No, 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 no. I've I've got, like, the idea of a very British version of, like, Death Note. It's like, pip, pip, I take a crisp and I eat it. I'm sorry, but Code Geass, he's supposed to be English. Oh, Americans try to do English accents. Some work. Most don't. Brain no, did okay with CL, but yeah. Attack on Titan based in Bristol would be amazing. <laughs> uh, West Country, the uh, West Country Attack on Titan. Yeah, because that one who looks like Jesus. Colossal yeah, he's <laughs> just a, a generic farmer from Bristol. <laughs> Damn you, Titan! And we all know Attack on Titans is just everybody. The humans are just all really short, and the Titans are just normal-sized people <laughs> who got a bit peckish. <laughs> I want to say Jordy Attack on Titan oh, Scout. oh no the colossal titan's coming out of the wall no, no. Scouts attack, the Scouts Attack on Titan you've got Aaron on top of the wall going hey hey hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'll have you I'll have you hey oh, hey my mother how are them let's you, throw down you iron up my bird <laughs> oh have you so, so sunny can yeah. <laughs> let's loop around there if you, if, you, if you see him, if you see a studio panel the next Sunny Con, <laughs> British voice acting. Yeah, but I think that I think if we could get uh, British voice acting as a thing, you know, um, uh, as an actual thing, if we could get that going, then we could basically just license the anime directly from Japan instead of having to go through Funimation. I mean, no offense Which to is just adding... <laughs> it's no offense to Funimation. Funimation. some of the best Funimation. dubs I've seen. No, <laughs> it's, not a, it's not offense to Funimation. It's just yeah. the cost of going of Funimation licensing it and then us sublicing it. It's going to the middleman through a middleman. Yeah, exactly. Instead of going through a, mi- a middleman and another middleman, why not just go straight to the source and sell it yourself? Right, I'm going to look into this and business plan in two days. And then <laughs> two no, no. I'll, join, I'll join you on that. <laughs> Two of the main sources to actually get like the DVDs from is often like things like Amazon UK and HMV. Yeah, HMV don't actually do stuff like that anymore. No, well they rarely do. They've gone weird. And really they've gone small, but then because yeah. it's seen as a niche, they charge more for it, and then Amazon can fluctuate the prices. So it's a bit unless awkward. it's unless it's the bees, uh, the bees entertainment. Harry uh, says me volume one, mm. which Anywho. I got asked about again. Anywho, oh, you know those lads that we I met think... last year from Leeds. <laughs> Apparently, he's been looking for season one of Harry Hughes's Mia. I it's been help. deleted. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't resist telling him I found it in the charity shop for a quid. Yeah, but anyhow, <laughs> then sold it for seventy on eBay. <laughs> we have more interviews. Uh, who should we have next? Um, I'm thinking that uh, that milk chocolate dream. Yeah, since uh, we had Starlight Sanctuary. Yeah, it's a good combo. Okay, back in a few minutes.
Hello, this is Ryan from The Geek Show, on the road. We are at SunnyCon 2015, and I'm joined by Sarah, who is running one of the stalls today. So if you'd uh, like to show what you're selling today. Um, well, my stall's called Milk Chocolate Dream, and um, I sell things like these um, cases for 3DSs and phones and things like this. And I also have a whole of like cute necklaces and stuff, so like everything is really pink on the table, and um, it's just a whole lot of cute things basically and um, and little phone charms and stuff like that inspired by video games and things as well yeah. and um, they're all handmade and I try to be cute <laughs> Awesome, uh, particularly like uh, the 3DS case so it sort of looks like it's sort of sweet Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a Japanese style called Dekuden so it's like fake whipped cream and like fake sweets and stuff it's meant to look like real cake basically and it just um it does fool a lot of people and uh, my boyfriend does try and eat them but he's <laughs> <laughs> not allowed <laughs> uh how long would you say something like that would take you to make um if i was making the pieces to go on it because sometimes i do hand make some of the pieces to go on it could possibly take a couple of hours but to pipe the cream maybe it's half an hour and stick the stuff in but they do take a day to dry so it it all adds to the making time of them. And um, when did you like initially start making things like these? Oh, it was about maybe two or three years ago. Hmm. Um, I think I saw them first on, on the internet and I was like, I really like that. I want to do it as well. So I just sort of researched it and, um, and started making them and I branched out into necklaces and just sort of went from there. Uh, would you, what would you prefer? Do you think it's much easier to sell on the internet or... Is it much more easier to go to something like SunnyCon and sell things like this? Um, they're both easy and difficult in different ways. Mm. Like with selling online, obviously you have to go have to go to the post office and send things out, and that can be expensive. And also with the fees, with selling online with PayPal fees and yeah. stuff, and also it can be kind of difficult because if somebody wants a custom order, it can be hard for them to explain what they want. Um, so like if you're talking in person you can kind of visualize what they want and it's a lot easier to talk with them um, but obviously selling in, in person is hard because you have to take everything with you and I've got like a massive suitcase and stuff and it's, <laughs> I don't drive so it's even harder going on the metro with the suitcase and stuff but um, but they're both, they're both really good, I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah I suppose you get to see uh, people's reactions to your products which must be nice especially if like all that's like adorable, it's nice to actually see that, obviously you won't get that on the internet. Yeah it's nice to have some actual feedback face to face and stuff like that and people, like I've got these cases but they might say oh I want it for a different model or something or a different phone. I can gauge what people have so I can kind of work out what I need to take to the next one mm. so I like write more iPhone 5 cases or more 3DS ones or whatever <laughs> uh, What would you say people are wanting at the minute, what's like the hot product like that everyone's after? Um, oh, I don't know um, I have sold quite a few of the necklaces and stuff like that so I think people like stuff that is obviously cheaper because it's easy, it, you know, the going to be more likely to buy and stuff like that. I know I saw the Sailor Moon necklace in like two seconds because she was like, can I have this? And I was like, that's great. So Sailor Moon is popular, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. And um, just, I, I think video game things is good as well. I've got like Animal Crossing stuff and those always do pretty well. Hmm. Uh, where can we find you online? Um, well, my shop is based on Etsy. 
Um, so you can search Milk Chocolate Dream on Etsy and you can find it through there or you can just go to milkchocolatedream.com. Um, I have a Twitter, Instagram and Facebook page as well. So pretty easy to find them. I'm everywhere. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Welcome back to the Geek Show on the Geek Show. And welcome back to the Geek Show on something that you're listening to in your ear holes. <laughs> Ooh, spooking you out now. Right inside your ear holes. <laughs> that, that's like a really bad psychic. You're listening with your ears. No. How I, does he know? I, no, no, he, he's the, he, his sidekick name is Listen Boy. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> he's the sidekick of Old Man Logan. Listen, it, boy, no, if you had a sidekick, <laughs> yeah, um, that had special hearing powers, wouldn't he be hearing aid? No. <laughs> Anywho, back on topic, because <laughs> this could be throwers of whatever this is. <laughs> Ear puns, <laughs> my favourite topic. But uh, yes, what's next for? The Sunny Con. Chibi Sunny, I Chibi believe. Sunny. Isn't Quentin supposed to be coming Quentin's back? Quentin's returning. The oh. Q-Man will be back. Yes. I, 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 when I heard that, I'm like, I missed him in the last Sunny. Oh. I, need, I, I need to... Is I need to whole kettle of fish now, whole different kettle of fish because that that was by the beach. This is in St James's Park and he's going on a boat party on the night. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> and be careful of pirates. Oh, Quentin is smooth <laughs> as anything. I mean, that, that guy makes baby oil look rough. <laughs> he is, it's, I, I mean, he's, he's a fantastic guest and we're, we're, we're at the moon having back because there was a case of who do we get for Chibi Sunny he's like well Quinton wants to come back it's like yeah, go on then two, like, pull up Quinton do you fancy coming back to Sunny Corner he's like yes two, minute, two minutes to respond that's what I love <laughs> He's, he's, he's yeah, right there. He's been there. waiting by his phone I, I since, like, like, <laughs> just like, sitting there, like, come on, come on, come on. It's like, why won't he call me back? No, he's, he, I can't praise the guy enough. He's the most down-to-earth voice actor I've ever met. And oh, God, he's he's really pragmatic. Oh, yes. I, I, I love it. I love he's, I know, it's, it's just he's, he's got that kind of energy which picks up everybody. The thing is, yeah, last year you had a really nice combination between him and Tatum. Yeah. You know, because Tatum was quite, you know, quite willful and flighty and just fun to <laughs> well, be around. Well, in our interview, you he, know. he started squaying over the fact that he was asked to voice Scar. Yeah. That was the kind of guy he was. Exactly. <laughs> Where, whereas Quentin was just kind of, you know... Uh, he was quite practical and, you know, kind of the elder statesman at times until he got to a certain point and then he yeah. just went off on one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, we, we hope for more of the same. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, Chibi Sunny, September the 13th at St. James's Park. It feels weird saying that. Feel dirty. Because <laughs> people say, like, oh, you're a Macam, why are you going there? It's like, well, because Sunderland Council are absolute D heads. And uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's to the point that Sunderland Council was so bad to us that I want to take refuge in, like, you know, what, what I classify as hell. <laughs> and it's, uh, but the, the people are so nice in St. James's Park. They're the, <laughs> they're the kind of people who will be like, if you want blackjack and hookers, we can get you blackjack and hookers. So confirm, Sonny Con, blackjack. <laughs> Oh, a little sweet. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, because we, we've always like went from leisure centre to leisure centre to being kicked out of a leisure centre to going to like, the Pullman, which then when we moved there was a building site at the time, and then a marquee, and then the Pullman slightly like more fixed up to more marquees. And St. James's Park is, it's, it's kind of the stability we've been searching for for so it's long. Like, well, that escalated. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, but... 
I mean, the fact that we went we went there to book for Chibi Sunny originally, and they came out with us and went, "Oh well, we've researched your event." And we're like, oh, you, "You know of us?" And it's like, "Yeah, um, well, he's he we want it's you like to a have businessman your, or something." Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's like, well, yes, <laughs> everything's done all official and above board. And they came out with a plan and says, "This is what we want. We want your main event here, and we want it here for a long time. We'll give you discount if you stay <laughs> here." And we're like. Wow. <laughs> so Southern Council is like, oh, we want 50% of your profits and we want the council to have this afterglow of it. It's like, our councillor Watson will be given all praise about this. It's a bit like North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it is. Uh, Does it, uh, did the guy from the council cut his own hair? <laughs> He looks like it. Doesn't does, he? He, does he ride a unicorn? Yes. It wouldn't surprise us. Is his best friend Dennis Rodman? <laughs> It's it's all it's all piecing up actually. So <laughs> <laughs> my God, he does, and he has. <laughs> but it, uh, I mean, we had this thing with like Sunderland Council and Sunderland Life, which was the Sunderland tourism and culture. And basically, uh, we we got to like, oh, we'll help you. They'll they'll put press releases out. It's like we 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 can do that ourselves. But no, they'll they'll help us because they've got the connections. They got us in the Metro newspaper. Oh, top sweet. Yeah, so, know, so a visit to the Metro newspaper office wouldn't get you in the Metro no, newspaper. No, I, I managed to get adverts put in there anyway. So, <laughs> so we put a news story of like, oh, cartoons are coming to Sunderland. And, uh, well, Newcastle, they're like, we, we've got a PR department to do that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you pay your hire like you're supposed to, and we'll not ask for any of your profits. Like Sunderland, who are like, we want fifty percent, or you get no help. Yeah, City of Culture twenty twenty one bid, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> like, when the when they came to us, it's like, oh, City of Culture bid, cultural events in Sunderland, the air show. That's it. <laughs> well, they had the Split Festival, but the day they released that document, the Split Festival then turned around and went, no, we're closing because we didn't get enough support from the council. Sorry, did you say Split Festival or Split Festival? Split. Oh right, okay. <laughs> no, the, the council let them like have Both Mowbray fun. Park because they had Dizzy Rascal and Johnny Rotten. I <laughs> sure you didn't mean Spliff Festival. No, hundred no, percent. Uh, no paraphernalia or anything like that was used. Well, in a public place anyway. But um, oh, it's, it's 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 relieving. Uh, I mean, St James's Park is the first. Chibi Sunny is going to be the first chance that you've got at St James's Park to witness like a stable venue without marquees flying everywhere yeah. and people breaking down in tears or having to travel twenty minutes from the nearest metro station. Well, it, yeah, it's early days. We don't know how much you can make blow away in St <laughs> James's Park. Nothing. Yes. It's, Hopefully, it's a giant ship chances. I'm still going to support Sunderland. That's not going to change. I was kind of born into that. But um, so they're going to be like food stuff and you know cafes uh, well, and well, stuff. Well, this is there. the thing. Newcastle actually has Japanese cuisine. <laughs> Sunderland Fantastic. has has a noodle lunchbox thing, and that, that's about it. Uh, well, that's the thing. The, the only difference of culture in Sunderland is your choice of takeaway, and there's, there's your, there's your yeah. wide variety. You can have Indians, Italians, dessert now. Yeah. Dessert's not culture, but it is in Sunderland. Well, and Greg's. what about that little, you know, Always you know, Greg's. in uh, Newcastle, there's that little geek triangle of, like, travelling man. Yeah, travelling uh, man, geek retreat. And geek retreat. Yeah. Oh, yes. um, are you thinking of including those guys in? Um, you know. Well, Geek Retreat was uh, this show, and they had a good time. Yeah, we got an so, interview with them. So which a very sly segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slimy, slimy <laughs> man. Slimy. Oh. <laughs> well, that's it. Newcastle's had, I mean, Newcastle's nice. tried anime conventions before they had Newcastle Con, which... And uh, you thought Quentin was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what we'll, we'll, be, we'll hopefully be get, reaching out and getting a lot of local business in it because Newcastle City actually understands our conventions like ours, bring money in, hotels, transport, travel, food eateries and maybe a yes. few shops around. I and, agree. And, you know, 2,000 people, I think we did a survey and we brought like about a million pounds into the Sunderland economy, which, you know, now sadly gone because Sunderland didn't want us there. Well, well, the people in charge of Sunderland didn't want us there. We've, we've built a community there for five years. They want us there, but they feel a bit betrayed because, you know, we've had to move. But it's either that or let Sunnycon die. Yeah, this and is true. I'm, I'm, not dying. Oh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not dying in Sunderland. <laughs> okay. Um, on that that's note, a life goal there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, on, on that rather uh, strange segue, shall we have an interview with Geek Retreat? You slimy, slimy. <laughs> yes, let's do that. <laughs> Uh, don't, don't, don't. Anyway, uh, yes, this is uh, Geek Retreat. Hi, welcome back to the Geek Show. We are now here with Rhiannon from Geek Retreat. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> um, if you don't know Geek Retreat, it is a cafe slash nerd shop in um, Newcastle. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about it rather than that very simple overview? Yeah, um, so we do have a cafe and we run all of the tournaments in our cafe though so we have like My Little Pony Magic the Gathering Yu-Gi-Oh um, Buddy Fight Card Fight Vanguard Vi Schwartz and I'm pretty sure I've missed a few but we kind of cover everything and then we have the shop side of it as well and like the shop side of it is down here today enjoying SunnyCon yeah which is great fun um, but yeah then we hold just loads of events we've got free board games there's comics there are video, there's the video game side so we recently just got a NES and a SNES oh cool so you're going old school yes <laughs> trying go as far back as we can get away from the Playstation 2 there's too many Playstation 2 games there is a lot of Playstation it, it was basically the dominant console so it's like, should have a look about it here there's loads of retro games floating about no definitely going to have a little shop around <laughs> see what I can pick up any bargains yeah, so, um, like, how did you come up with the idea of starting it? Was there just was that that much of a demand for a place for geeks to hang out? Well, it was started by Stephen, um, Stephen Walsh from Glasgow, and essentially he'd just gone out of a business and he kind of wanted to take some downtime. Yeah, he'd been in a call centre business and essentially was well in. Um, essentially, he just kind of thought, all right, I want something different. And he went down to one of his local sort of geek style shops, a bit like yeah. anything else that you see, where there's graphic novels and things. And he sort of picked up a graphic novel and was like, it'd be really cool if I could sit down in here and yeah. read this now, I bought it. And then he thought, I actually really fancy a coffee too. And I was like, it would be nice if this was all centred in one place. And yeah. I didn't now have to leave and yeah. go elsewhere. So. That sort of blew my mind. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but I like I went in there and like, Newcastle is quite populated with like nerd culture places. You've got quite a few shops, um, Traveling Man, Forbidden Planet. But I went in like, oh, I can sit down. I'm going to buy this comic and I'm going to sit and read it. And it's nice to get that. Whenever you buy something new, you want to read it instantly. And it actually gives you that ability. And then you can also have a nice cup of tea while you do it. Because we're British and that's what we do. Yeah. It's great for board games as well. So obviously when you buy a new board game, you want to play your board game. Yeah. And if all your mates are there and you've just bought this game, you're kind of like, I want, like, should we just set up now? And then you think, well, we could go to the pub, but like, yeah, it looks. Or we could sit in a coffee shop, but like in most places like Starbucks now, they'll be a bit like, uh, can you not? Because we expect you to leave soon. Yeah, I've had a game of 
king of Tokyo in a Costa Coffees and they were not happy. So, plus we lost a load of the tiles and pain them yeah. get them back. So, so it's nice to have like a place, but better than that is it shows how nerd culture is progressing. It's now, it's more socially acceptable. But now there's places you can go just to be a geek. Like, if you told me ten years ago I could go to a cafe and play, um, I don't know, Cards Against Humanity and read a comic and I have a Coke, I'd be like, you're crazy. I'd, I'd get kicked out of there. <laughs> but now we've got places like this and I just think it's brilliant for culture in general. No, it's great. And it's strange when people first come in because they don't expect it. Yeah. But... It is a great thing. It's also how a lot of people... So I know a lot of my customers now. I know them. I know their names. I know what jobs they do. I know what they study and so on just from talking to them. Yeah. And I know that most of their friends that they've made, they've made in Geek Retreat. Yeah. So they met, they played Vanguard or Vice Schwartz together. And after playing, they just chatted for a bit more. And then since then, they're like, oh, so you're going to be here next week? Yeah. And, oh, you're going to be here tomorrow? And then it's just gone from there. And that's how most of them know each other. And they're all really close friends now. Yeah. No offence to geeks, because I'm one of you and this is me. You can be a bit socially awkward. I know I am. I'm just pretending to be confident right now, so that explains it. Being able to meet people like you and have something in common off the bat, particularly when it is such an awkward topic, usually, it's great. Like, it breaks down that first barrier, really. Yeah, and... Even when it's in a board game or a card game, when you're playing them and stuff, things can come up that... Or, especially with some card games, where, say with Weishwartz, that's all based around anime. Yeah. So, you can learn a little bit about a person just from the deck that they're playing. Yeah. Like, oh, you're playing a fairy tale deck. Oh, I haven't watched fairy tale. What's it all about? And then that can spark a conversation. Yeah, I know... I've, I've only tried the game, but for me, I'm like... I'm going to have to watch some of these anime. Yeah. Because just there's some cool stuff out there. There really is. But it's great as well because most of them are here today as well yeah. as a group. And then it's nice to see them sort of away from my shop. Yeah. But at the same time, they've all come in and said hello. And they've all of had course. to drop by and just be like, hi guys, we're here too. It's kind of like in like the old sitcoms where everyone at the pub knows your name. Yeah. But it's like that for geeks. It really is. I can't walk in without saying hello 15 <laughs> times. On a day off. Fair enough. That, that's good. a good thing. It's good. <laughs> so, um, where can we find Geek Street? So, we're on Granger Street, 38 to 40, just in the city centre, straight up from Central Station. Very nice. Thank you very much. All right, thanks. This is Sunny Strait, the voice of many of the voices that you grew up on. Yes, I raised all of you ungrateful bastards, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Come here, bitches! Hello and welcome back to The Geek Show. I am now here with Ash, who um, does Digicon and Wascon. Hello, how's it going? Uh, pretty good yourself? You having a good day? Yeah, it's not bad, a bit windy, but it's uh, the sun's out, which is yeah, always yeah, nice. We are on the seaside, so the wind is expected. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good, it's good. So, um, how about we start with um, Digicon? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, well, Digicon is a... Well, it's one day next year, a uh, convention. It covers everything from sci-fi to comics, anime. We had some wrestlers there in January at the last oh. one. 
Um, the next one is February 21st. Uh, we've gone down to a one day just to see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and we have just announced Digicon 3. I've just leaked it onto Facebook yesterday. Oh, really? So that's later next year. So this is the first interview since the announcement? Yes. Geek yes, Show exclusive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be sometime in the summer next year. So. Oh, cool. Um, so have you got anything already planned for that that you can talk about? The one in the summer, no. Uh, the, one, the one in February, we've got a few guests lined up already. Um, oh, really? Who's coming? We've got uh, Garrick Hagen, who was big Starklighter in Star Wars. Oh, cool. Um, Norman Lovett's back. He's lovely. So we're having him back again. Uh, we are hopefully going to have a couple of guest announcements next week, but oh, cool. literally I'm just waiting for the uh, yes through email before I can say yeah. anything. But uh, there's lots, there's lots planned. I mean, we, we've made some changes. We've got some cool things to keep people entertained. Stuff like uh, things that people can take part in over just walking past and having a look at. Yeah. So uh, that's the plan. So you can take part in the wrestling this time. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. I, w- I wish. Yeah. That'd be that'd be interesting. You just got like a giant guy and then just a little weed trying to fight him. I would love it. We'll I, think that's... That. I, think we'll, I think we'll try that, yeah. We'll yeah. Stay if, in the ring for 30 seconds. If you need win. another wrestler, I'm there for you. <laughs> Dude, I'm up for that. that yeah, sounds sounds good, yeah. <laughs> so, um, how about a bit about um, WozCon? Right, yeah, WozCon. Uh, WozCon, I am helping run with worldofsuperheroes.com and the Sheffield Student cool. Union. Uh, this is their first one and it's on August 1st and 2nd so not far now uh, and it's, it's coming on nicely I mean it's it's totally different to some of the cons I mean it's there's lots of interactive stuff there's lots of history they've got like a whole room of like history of comics with first issues yeah, of Spider a lot more about like learning really yeah I mean it's, it's, it's not like it sounds really bad but it's, it's not it, I mean it, they've got like they're going to have plinths up with all the original actual first editions of a lot of comics like Superman issue oh, 1 so they've actually like. got the comics they've actually got Ooh. the real comics <laughs> um, they've also going to have like um like a vault with other classic comics in. They've got a VR room. They're going to have a 3D model printer set up with a workshop, which sounds pretty cool. And I know they've got Sony there. We're bringing all the PS4s down for some uh, some oh, gaming, cool. so it's always interesting. So, like, you weren't kidding when you said interactive. No, no, I mean, with the student union, they've really pushed to have it engaging for people. Yeah. And they're making use of the entire university building. I mean, they're not just using one room. I mean, they're using all of it. All the walkways, everything. Yeah. There's going to be some up there. So it's shaping up nicely. So, like, I'm, I'm really interested in that. Like, um, I'm freely asked, can I just bring in my models to get printed to that? You know? I don't know yet. I mean, we were talking about this today. I think the company that's doing it might be up for like taking pre-orders and now they'll print them out on the day. I think they're going to announce something about that on the uh, on the website. That's really cool. And like. I, my reaction basically said it all when um, you said like they had actual first news. That stuff's hard to come by. That is no joke. To just gaze upon it is <laughs> an honour. Yeah, yeah, this is some amazing stuff. And I mean, they've got um, a stone sculptor, it's called Stoneface. Uh, you probably haven't heard of him up here, but in Sheffield, he was. He made like a big statue out of like very, very expensive comics, like chopping them up and building them. I think it was all over the news. It was so he's coming to do like a live sculpture on the day for us as well. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to be all the really old comics? No, that? I think he's doing it out of stone this time. Oh. I don't think they want to uh... just a uh, hundred crying nerds. Yeah, destroy. Yeah, that, that's what we should do. Definitely, I, I think it'd be more fun. Yeah. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Yeah. 
Is that, it does sound like a very unique event. It is, yeah. I mean, it's 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 hopefully going to be the first of many. Yeah. Um, but like I say, I mean, they really put into it. I mean, there's like a 400 seater auditorium in it where they're going to be showing short yeah. films and stuff. And they're really push, pushing for cosplay. So if any cosplayers are listening, get down because the cosplay competition. I think there's about 30 different categories you can win something in. And stuff this, they're giving away includes like signed pictures by uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, cool! Uh, I think of the rest. There's loads. I mean, there's like best Harry Potter costume gets some sort of Harry Potter signed autograph or framed print, maybe with a wand included. I know that there's a Frozen signed photos for kids. Oh, cool! And I think they're giving away a special Walking Dead comic as well for the best zombie. So if you're into cosplay, it's going to be big. <laughs> if I just get up in the morning and don't. Like clean myself up. I'm pretty sure I could win that. Yeah, zombie. yeah, you might do. Yeah. Like just don't drink coffee, and I can get that. That was like me this morning. Oh. <laughs> I think that's everyone this morning. Yeah. Um, so where can we find out more information about these two cons? Well, WasCon, you can go on the website, which is uh, I believe it's www.wascon.com, not uk dot com, uh, and Digicon is www doncastercomiccon.co.uk um, we've just changed it slightly so it's a bit more people yeah. know what, what it's about yeah, um, but yeah people, say, people were getting confused before they're like well, what? yeah what's Digicon so yeah. we call it Digicon 2 Doncaster Comic Con to yeah. avoid any problems but uh, all the details you on the need website Doncaster is, and the name people getting confused yeah <laughs> we were going to call it Doncon I wish I had more so <laughs> next time next time so but like I say go on the website all the links to the social pages are on there uh, and there's still trader spots, very limited ones though, for both shows. So if yeah. anyone wants to come and trade, get in touch. I'm sure we can sort you oh, out. Uh, hopefully we can get. A spot I'm sure we can see yeah, the yeah. Geek show as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. No problem. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you. You are listening to the Geek Show, part of the Geek Show Podcast Network, and it's our post SunnyCon special. And now we're going to wrap things up with uh, what's next for SunnyCon. So we're well, not, not Sunnycon. quite next. <laughs> what's next after what's next? World domination. <laughs> always a good plan I always think is a bit too much admin to be worth it though <laughs> yeah child be a nightmare <laughs> yes so I thought I'm like why do you want have you seen how messed up America's healthcare system is do you really want to be put in charge of that well the, this is why I keep right? saying I don't want to rule the world I just want to own it you know, I don't have to worry about any of that then you know the people who rule the world can go rule the world but they still pay me rent Oh, you have so a camera in her ears. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I can evict whoever the hell I want. <laughs> How would you evict somebody from the world, though, Rob? Easy. You've got like a, Buy a giant cannon. And then shoot him out in the space. Exactly. And they're suffocated to death. You're a dictator. <laughs> horrible, horrible dictator. No, we'll just put them on the moon. They'll be fine on the moon. Yes. Drop them off there and they can live there. And they the cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I love how far in advance this planning is, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been planning this for years. I don't know planning. Um, what have you got in the works for the next SunnyCon? <laughs> Staple venue. <laughs> well, I've been through that. It's, yeah, SunnyCon 5 is going to be the biggest one yet. And we are at a football stadium, St. James's Park, if you haven't been listening. So we're here <laughs> for a game of football. Football. Hey. No, but uh, if we don't get some like sports anime people, like oh, oh we, we we want the players in cosplay. Yeah, if you've seen Newcastle United's team parties at Christmas, they're going yes. cosplay, <laughs> and we you know we want to see why I man. Uh, 
If you if you don't know who YI Man is, look on the sport the um Sports Direct Newcastle shop, they actually sell superhero costumes of YI Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the one thing where you watch a match of the day and who's that pillock in the audience? It's usually YI Man who's the pillock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um well, Sunnycon five, uh, we've already announced Cargill's returning. Cool. Yes, uh, couldn't be more excited. It is so much rapturous applause, and people who like didn't attend are like, "Oh, I want to see it. I've heard so much about him." It's like, "Yes, you oh, he's awesome. Yeah. He's, like, he's fantastic." Like I said, before I met him, didn't care. Now I'm so excited to see him again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we're, glad, we're glad to have him back, and um, we've uh, tickets went on sale. When did they go on sale? The third. Friday. So is is that look, is that look of you yeah. look like a kind of a, a cat trying to figure something out? Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm, wow, it was a, it was a long time ago, like four years. But um, yeah, we put them on sale on Friday, and the website broke. <laughs> so <laughs> trying to fix a website, and it's um, we had the we've changed the tiers now because VIP is now premium, and VIP Plus is now just plain VIP. Doesn't make it any any less extravagant, <laughs> but um, the VIP tickets this year sold out in an hour and a half. Ooh. So we we wow. Will. So I, I can't wait for that payment to hit the bank and then go to Barbados and never come back. <laughs> 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 but but it's um, basically this year's VIP. They're getting all the t-shirts, the bags. Uh, we get meal vouchers this time. Oh, because part part of the deal in Newcastle was it's like, oh well, this is your amount for hire, but we can knock some off if you give away food. And we're like, <laughs> really? <laughs> so apparently uh, we so we, get... we we will give you food. Yeah, and then we'll give you your money back. Yes, and uh, we're like. Really? <laughs> that is like the biggest win-win ever. I, I, I can't understand where they're coming from with it, but they say like, well, for all your, see your VIP attendees, you can give them a meal voucher. And I think it's, I think it's something like a sausage sandwich, bacon sarnie, or something vegetarian. Very to keep, keep, very out, keep people there, so. Unless it's Sonia Leong who can put food away like nobody's <laughs> business. Well, we got, we've got that and we've got tea and coffees for 2,000 people on Saturday, so the dealers are pretty much sorted. But um, yeah, that's that's part of the VIP package. You get a meal, so we're keeping you well fed. Um, and there's an art book with VIPs, uh, which is still in the works. We didn't realise we'd sell out this fast, Ouch. So, so we're like, hmm. <laughs> we really should have pictures for to like keep people appeased. But uh, from what I understand, it's going to be an A5 art book with 20 designs. It's going to be 24 pages of some sort. And Is it all by one artist? Or no, it's all going to be like various artists. So it's like uh, Sophia Lou's carousel thing that she did. Yeah, that, that, so, that's basically the idea we need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that went well for her. Let's, let's kind of do our own thing. But it's all going to be like sunny mascot designs yeah and uh, all related along that lines but um i say that but they're, they're all sold out so there's no chance you'll get get any of that unless you've already bought the ticket and congratulations um, to you lucky <laughs> so-and-so <laughs> you lucky 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 but um <laughs> we, so we still have premium tickets which we kept the attendance at like 300 for the what was our old vip but it's premium now and we have sold a hundred of them already which which wow. is like yeah, we, we we did not expect this kind of demand. Especially after last year when we're like, oh, everything's gone to hell. You know, anyone's going to want to come back. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, record sales. In the last four days we've beat the last, like, I think last year's first four months. We've already wow. beat that. I think uh, I think one of the things that uh, 
that often gets under, underestimated is the rise of anime and manga in this country. It is. I mean, just in the last year, it, the... the well, it's a- no longer a stigma, is it? Well, it's it, like it, when it, I was, when I was bit, coming up with no, uh, anime, yeah. just, it was around sort of 2000. Yeah. So it still had sort of the pornographic stigma attached to it. Yeah, which was uh, all from Legend of the Overfiend. Yeah. But now it's it's all wholesome and wife. <laughs> la blue girl. Yes, like wholesome and family friendly and a little bit of everything for everybody. Yes, it's, it's a great time for. Well, it's there. reached the point where you know they're doing like the Bart's the Simpsons crossover with Akira. You know that, well, that that's a fan project. That's a so. fan project. Yeah, well, but I mean, the Studio Ghibli one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's a fan a, project, but. Like, Comics and superheroes are no longer a nerdy thing. Yeah. They've hit mass appeal. Yeah. That's why we see rise in so many goddamn Comic-Cons. And why Hollywood <laughs> just wants to kind of crack that anime, you know, that live that, action, that anime live action, you know, stigma. Because every time they try it so far, it's failed catastrophically. And let well, us just do never a better mention. job of it. Actually, the Death Note ones weren't bad. That wasn't Hollywood. Give it a Brad know, Bird. Give it a Brad Bird. He made Mission Impossible, like, Ghost Protocol into a massive cartoon. Yeah, he can make he it work. Did. He can make that work. He did. Um, I mean, something about anime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see where you're going with that one. But yeah, um, Brad Bird may be the best choice, but, you know. He um, did Iron Giant as well, so I'm just clawing back my... Cartoon Credner. No, no, no. He, he, if he, he, oh, he might be good to do Giant Robo. Hmm. Anyhow, so I'd love to see that as a live action. That would be amazing. In, inside thoughts, Rob. Inside thoughts. <laughs> I have no inner monologue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Yes. Where were we? SonyCon Five. Yes. Record ticket sales so far. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Get your tickets early, or else. Uh, something I was talking about with um, Uncle Kage that you will have heard earlier on in the show. Uh, the cons aren't so much about the voice actors and stuff. They're just sort of the frosting on the cake. Yeah. It's all about coming together and being huge nerds. Yeah. And being all right to be huge nerds. I agree. Which I think, yeah, this sunny con was probably the best example of that. Yeah, oh, because, I, I mean, the, the voice actors weren't there. And yet we still got to be huge nerds. We got to be geeks. We got to... Everyone was having a good time. Yeah. Oh, there was a, a huge part where Dave was just sat in the gaming area dressed as Yoshimitsu, playing as Yoshimitsu against <laughs> other people. <laughs> like, yes. it's just, it, where else are you going to get that? that? That's just the crazy sort of things that happen at well, cons. Well, Newcastle next year, so... <laughs> Take that, Sunderland. It's going to be weirder. Oh, it is. Uh, the thing is, we've got better transport links. We've got a metro station that actually stops outside where it is. It's going to stop outside. <laughs> and uh, oh, I mean, we're, do- we're yeah. doing a- we're doing a website overhaul at the moment. And from Sunderland, from having free set hotels, right? The Marriott, a travel lodge, and another travel lodge. Yeah, <laughs> we're now moving to ninety-nine different hotels with wow, with really? backpackers yes. areas and, that, and hostels, and you can stay wherever you want. You've got that much choice. Yeah, well, so with the transport links in in Newcastle as well. Yeah. You could, you could stay further away and travel. You and actually Central be safe and travelling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, I live in you, is that, is that It's a, a half an hour train journey. <laughs> and it, That was actually like, a dig. Safe <laughs> travelling because I pick fights of old people in Sunderland, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, I'd, have, I'd have had him. 
<laughs> you want us to the chance? Should have took him out. <laughs> I should have filmed it. <laughs> but we've got we've got that kind of like thing now where we've actually got a proper setup, a stable venue, and everything like it's got it's coming up SunnyCon at the moment, and uh, all all we need now. I mean. Planning-wise, on our behalf, we used to have to put tables up. We have to use to erect marquees. We used to have to do every goddamn thing. It's all done for us now. But our, our part has to be, we give them a table plan, walk in on the first day. Is it right? Yes or no? That's it. Exciting times. Sunnycon. Yeah. Really yes. exciting times. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we've actually reached the very end of the show. Uh, <sighs> yeah. yeah. It's... Uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, it's been interesting. We, we did talk about SunnyCon at some point. Yeah, too. we did. So, <laughs> uh, in amongst all the swans and stuff. Yeah. Um, we didn't manage to get to play all of the interviews, but we are doing a... Addendum episode, a point yes. five episode, a point like five. we did last year. Yes. Um, so look out for that one. Um, in the meantime, I have been Rob. I've been Ben. I've been Ryan. I've been Rob. I've been Tucky. Make well, sure you check out thegeekshow.co.uk. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, just look for the Geek Show Twitter, TGS underscore the Geek Show. Check out SunnyCon at the sunnycon.co.uk. Twitter yeah. is at sunny underscore dot com or somewhere. I don't know. Now, yeah. sunny underscore dot con or our YouTube, SunnyCon Con. SunnyCon <laughs> <laughs> Con Con Carney. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so check out Sunny. Get your tickets because they're going fast. Not, um, not even joking this time. Usually we lie and say they're going fast, yeah. but no, nah, they're going fast. And you have like a male mascot next year? Uh, well, yeah. Well, Kim, who's our sunny, she's pregnant with twins. Oh, Mozzletop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, she, she's excited <laughs> and scared at the same time. Yeah. But I mean, for us, that's like, well, that leaves us out of a really hot mascot. So apparently we're going for or, a male mascot. Although, the year after. The most adorable mascots have yeah. ever existed. Kittens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sunny kittens. Chibi kitties. <laughs> yes. Anyway, right. Um, we shall see everybody next week with uh, a totally different thing to talk about. We're not sure what yet. Um, but yeah. So. And then you remembered something there. It was dangerous. But yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> right, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.